Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Sports Call on a Monday afternoon. I am Brooks Childress, sitting in the driver's seat today for Ryan LaVoy. You know, this is the first time I've hosted the show since Ryan took over, and it used to be a bullpen day because we'd have the starter, JJ, we'd have the second guy, Ryan, and then I was I, I considered myself the bullpen guy, the long reliever. I guess I've gotten bumped up. Now that now I'm like I'm like the second tier guy. You were the yeah, Bro- I, uh, you were the Brock Purdy. Yeah. of sports call. <laughs> I was I, I stepped in and hosted like two or three shows, and it always felt like the position player coming into pitch. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm the guy who's out there. We're down six. We're down like eight runs with two innings left. So I just go out there and eat an inning. <laughs> So, so that I guess I'm the number two guy now. So I'm the number two starter in here. The the ace is off today, getting a day off. He's down in Tampa, getting ready to take in his Buccaneers, taking on the Cowboys in the final first. Uh, I guess it's Wild Card Weekend yeah. football game uh, between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Should be a fun one tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about everything. But we've got a great show for coming up for you today. Uh, coming up here in just a little bit, we got our birthdays and sports. We got our best and worst of the weekend coming up toward the end of the show. And of course, we round out the show with our nightly. TV guide as we do every single day. A lot of stuff to talk about in the sports world. Auburn basketball got another win over the weekend, this time at home, extended their home basketball or home winning streak in Neville Arena uh, with a win over Mississippi State. Had a lot of NFL action over the weekend, a lot of great NFL action over the weekend. Uh, A lot of college basketball action in general, a lot of college basketball news or college sports news that's happened over the weekend. Not a lot of it, or yeah, not a lot of it was positive, but uh, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about some of that coming up here in a little bit. And of course, we got a week full of um, stuff to talk about this week. Like I said, we've got NFL playoffs, wild card weekend round wrapping up tonight. Auburn basketball back in action on Wednesday night as they visit LSU, their first uh, meeting of the season with the LSU Tigers. And so we will uh, we'll talk about all that. And of course, we want to hear from you out there in the sports call world, 334-887-341 locally or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 on this MLK Day, MLK edition of sports call we've had basketball going all day long uh on our tvs around here i know a big game up in atlanta just tipped off about 30 minutes ago with the hawks uh taking on the heat and so yeah how's everybody uh how's everyone doing today i'm i'm doing great uh it's been a good weekend yeah you mentioned the the auburn win uh, a, a very good win uh, against a scrappy Mississippi State team that just would not go away. Yeah. Like, every time it seemed like Auburn was about to just really pull that thing out away and just make it a blowout, Mississippi State would hit a run. And, I mean, it, it just it kept getting to be a nail-biter every time. Every time Auburn would make that run, Mississippi State would answer back with one of their own. But it was a good win to keep that home win streak alive. And, and so that was great. Um some around basketball. It was a it was a weird weekend in basketball. A, a Kentucky team who got beat at home by South Carolina 
goes to Knoxville and then knocks off with number five, yep. Tennessee. And then that same South Carolina team just got boat raced against Texas A&M. It was like 41-14 to 14 at some point in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And if you're not caught up on SEC basketball, Texas A&M's not the top of the conference. No, no, they're they're pretty good, but there's they, yeah, they're not top of the conference. But, I mean, they just absolutely demolished the same team that just went into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky. Uh, and then, of course, Alabama had a great win uh, for them as they just continue their hot plate and then turn right around right around and have a guy uh, no longer with the team. And we'll leave it at that until we discuss more of it. But one of their guys is no longer with the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good weekend. And then I got a chance to get out on the water yesterday for the first time yeah. to, to go do some bass fishing. Uh, not, a, not a very productive day. I did catch one. <laughs> but uh, – we we went uh, me and my buddy will went and anybody that has ever done a lot of bass fishing knows that post cold front and especially severe cold front where we go from temperatures into the 70s and all of a sudden we've got lows down into the 30s and, it, and i mean my my th- temperature gauge on my truck was showing 29 Ooh. as i was pulling up to the lake so anybody that's done a lot of bass fishing knows that when you go from really warm weather to cold front and those few days after that, it, that is some of the most difficult fishing you can ever do because bass just typically don't want to try to eat. Uh, but I did catch one, and it was also nice to just be out there. So you had a rogue fish overall. Yeah, I had the I had, <laughs> yeah, I, I had the I had the 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 one just uh, fat tubby hungry <laughs> guy that just happened to see the one thing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> All the others are sitting there looking at him going, uh, metabolism, brother. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're just sitting down here on the bottom in 30 feet, 30 feet of water chilling out. Like, what are you doing chasing a hamburger? <laughs> yeah. I threw him back, though, to let him go be with his friends. Oh, good. Oh. He learned Kinda. his lesson. He learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm doing pretty good, too. Running on zero hours of sleep, so we're feeling good. Um, but, yeah, it was a great weekend for sports. Uh, Auburn runs that win streak to 28. It's a... Uh, a, a, a truly impressive what Auburn has been able to do with that environment. The jungle is incredible, and uh, I, I will admit I've only been to one game since the start of the Bruce Pearl era, especially since it really got going. And uh, that one time, I was super impressed seeing it live. And you know what what comes across on TV is what is actually there. It is incredibly loud. Uh, that environment is incredibly tough to play in, and Auburn deserves to have the winning streak that it does. Um, not sure if they'll catch Gonzaga because, you know, the SEC is just better than whatever Gonzaga plays in, and Gonzaga's winning streak is at, like, 75 right now. So <laughs> I don't think they'll ever be the number one spot, but uh, maybe. Maybe if uh, Gonzaga stumbles, but... you got to get a BYU up there. Yeah, yeah no always kidding. seems to beat them. No kidding. Well, they played Alabama up there earlier this year, and they well, ended that, up beating Bama. That I think that was... Was that in Spokane? I thought so. Okay, it may have been in Spokane. I know they played it may in, not in have been, Seattle sure. at one point. Right. Well, if it's no, if it's in, in Seattle, Birmingham. they played in Birmingham. Did they play, this past did they play yeah. in Birmingham? This year they played in Birmingham. Last year they went and played up there, but it was in Seattle. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it's and, a and, arena. We had uh, the wild card weekend in the uh, in the NFL. That a lot of great games there. Games that I did not expect to be close that were incredibly close. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not expect the Ravens to hang with the Bengals like they did. Certainly did not expect the Dolphins to hang with the Bills like they did. Uh, Skylar Thompson, I mean, he was not fantastic, but he gave the Dolphins a chance to win, and that was way more than I thought they were going to have. So uh, a lot of great action in the NFL this weekend. Um, 
man, the 49ers look impressive. <laughs> the 49ers look like gangbusters right now, and uh, I, I, I don't know if anybody has the the defense to stop them, but we'll get into that more as we we talk. So, uh, great great weekend. Um, bad night of sleep, and uh, ready ready to uh, crash tonight. <laughs> Well, we we got to get through three more hours. Three more hours, just and then under I'm good. three hours, and then then we'll let you you yeah. crash. You can go out on the couch in the lobby. <laughs> you know, wake up tomorrow morning. You'll three there you more. Go. Give us three more there hours. Yeah, I just sleep in the office. <laughs> uh, before we get to our first break here in a minute, I want to start out with that Auburn basketball win uh, over the weekend, at Mississippi State. Like you said, Tom, it was a scrappy Mississippi State team. They fought and clawed their way through that game. Auburn basketball did come out victorious. And this is probably one of the first, if not the first game this year with this basketball team that Bruce Pearl's put together that you could say they won it via the three ball. Yeah. Jalen Williams came out on fire in that yes, first half, uh, ended up with 21 points. He did foul out. Uh, Wendell Green Jr. followed that up with 17 points of his own. Uh, but yeah, Auburn basketball, they, it was not a typical win that you see of this this Bruce Pearl team. It's, a, it's the type of win you've seen in the past of Bruce Pearl teams in the past shooting the three ball pretty efficiently but you had a team that this year's team that has not shot it very well won the game on the three ball and I don't know if anybody looked at the stat sheet uh Mississippi State went over at the three-point yeah. line. Over so, eighteen. That's insane. So what, that, that's crazy. What are what are our thoughts on the game this week? Well, so um, so the, la- the the game previous against Ole Miss, I praised the team for they only Auburn only attempted fourteen, I believe it was mm-hmm. in the game against Ole Miss, and I said, hey, that's what Auburn needs to do. You, you've got you've learned that Janai Broom can be a force on the inside. You don't need to rely on that. You don't need to try to shoot 14 three-pointers because, or more than 14 because you just can't hit those. Well, they shot 25, which is more than I think this team should be shooting. However, they hit 11. They hit 11 yep. threes of their 25. That's pretty darn good shooting right there. Jalen Williams was 5 of 7 from 3. Flanagan was 2 for 4. Uh, Wendell Green hit 2. He was only 2 for 6. But, I mean, he, he got two. Uh, you know, Zepp Jasper was one for three. Katie Johnson, one for two. So, uh, but, I mean, Jalen Williams just lights out shooting. And he started out hot. Just dude could not miss. And so, if they're dropping, then that's cool. But you can't rely on that. You, you, just, you just can't. And, uh, uh, you know, you look and a, a guy like Janai Broom had a quiet night as far as what he had been doing. No, no more double-double streak for Janai Broom. Uh, and so I guess if if he's not having the great day, or I don't know if it was not so much that they weren't just relying on him and they were just shooting a lot of threes because they were falling, or if he just had a bad game. But uh, is it good that they hit eleven of twenty five? It just scares me that the team's going to start trying to rely on the three more. I'm like, oh no, that that is recipe for disaster with these guys that just don't consistently shoot mm. the ball well. Yeah, you know, I, I think the I think it's a really good thing that they hit those threes because you're right. Janai Broom had a bad game. He had his worst game since I think the start of SEC play uh, and not just offensively. He was held quiet with six points, four rebounds, zero blocks. That's uncommon for him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he had a bad night defensively too. We talked about uh, also only played 24 minutes. So. Yeah. We talked, he had four fouls that he was dealing with and we talked about uh, the Smith kid. I can't remember his first name, but uh, Smith for Mississippi state, he had like 20 and 10. He, he beat Broom up all night. Uh, offensively and defensively, it was just 
uh, just a, by far the better player. And if you tell Tolu. me, Tolu Smith. Tolu Smith, thank you. If you tell me that uh, that Tolu Smith has twenty and ten, and Janai Broom has six and four, then I'm telling you Auburn probably loses this game. But you're right. Auburn came out and shot the crap out of the ball. It was an insane display. And I, you know, I'm with you. I don't think this team's ever going to be a fantastic three point shooting team. And and let's be very clear here. Towards the end of that game, it got very messy, especially on the offensive end of the floor. But I, I think with I think with with a team like this, they have found different ways to win. They've won with defense. They've won with abusing a zone on the inside. They've won with a big man just winning his one-on-one matchup against a really good player. They've won shooting the three now and not letting the other team shoot the three very well. Um, I, I think an interesting – so I think a team that can find different ways to win will win a lot of games. But uh, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't think this team's going to win a ton of games shooting the three. An interesting subplot, that, and I'll, I'll let you get to your point uh, as soon as I'm done with this. Uh, there were zero free throws in the shot in the first half, yeah, and forty-one yeah. in the second half between the two teams. That's we talked about it all the time. Officiating is hard. Got to meet the quota. We want to we want to give officials grace, but when you have a discrepancy like that, it, it is tough to uh, to be understanding. Okay. I, Mississippi State, I really dominated Auburn on the inside. When you look at the the stat sheet, oh, yeah. points in the paint, uh, forty to twenty-four in favor of Mississippi State. Second chance point, 17-9 to in favor of Mississippi State. So that just shows you that Auburn was not getting it done on the inside. We mentioned Janai Broom. He has kind of been that force in there, but a bad game for him. But fortunately for Auburn, they had the three that was able to kind of bail them out of what was not a good game with the inside work. So uh, you got the win, another big win. You move on to the next, and uh, – Kind of keep your place up there at the top uh, or right there near the top with Alabama. Setting up, you know, if, if both teams keep going, you're talking about setting up for epic matchup. Oh, yeah. Of the Iron Bowl of basketball. Two you two epic matchups. Yeah. You'll, you'll get them in Neville Arena and, of course, up in Tuscaloosa to, uh, to fin- I think, to finish out the year. One of the last two games of the year is, in, is the one in Tuscaloosa up there uh, between Alabama and Auburn. Let's head to our first break. Auburn basketball winners this weekend over Mississippi State. They're getting set, I think, practicing right now or just wrapping up practice here in a little bit, getting ready for LSU, trip down to the Baton Rouge. We'll be back after this with some birthdays and sports and, of course, your phone calls right after this. easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn follow sports call on twitter at sports call au like us on facebook at sports call au Sports Call Podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or you just want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy a nice cold Coca-Cola. Let's go along with the hottest sports talk. Coca-Cola tastes 
The Feeling. Sports Call Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Tiger Communications app. You can also find a link to it on our website, thetiger.fm. Sports Call Podcast. Sports Call Podcast. It's early in the show, but you know, you may be getting getting about to get out of the car and say, oh, I can't make the rest of the show. How can I listen to it? Well, it's Sports Call Podcast. We've been talking about it every single day. I don't know why you don't remember it. Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. 334-887-34 and locally a toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll get to that Auburn Bank phone line for the first time here in just a couple minutes. I'm Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, Brent Daughtry, half-conscious Brent Daughtry, mm. sit in the studio today to bring you this new edition of Sports Call on a Monday. Basketball happening all day today michigan state is giving number three purdue all they can handle right now in a uh, basketball game over i believe it's on fox uh so that's what we've got on the studio some fun basketball action right now though we'll talk a little bit about some birthdays how about that it's time for today's birthdays in sports Birthdays and sports brought to you by our friends over at Max Credit Union. Two convenient locations in the Auburn Opelika area on Gay Street, downtown Auburn, on Frederick Road, right in between Bent Creek and Tiger Town. And of course, they've got multiple locations around East Central Alabama as well. Check out Max Credit Union, proud sponsors of Birthdays and Sports, starting things off in the football world. Turning 38 years old today is a quarterback for the New York Jets, who has also played for the Ravens, the Broncos, and the Eagles. That's right. It's Joe Flacco's birthday. Elite. Flacco was born in New Jersey, where he was a three-star quarterback and signed to play with Pitt. After one season, he transferred to Delaware. Let's go Blue Hens, where he began to start in 2006. During his two years at Delaware, he set 20 school records and led the Hens to an FCS national title appearance. He was taken 18th overall in the 2008 NFL Draft by the Ravens and spent several years as a starter in Baltimore, won Rookie of the Year in 2008, and led the Ravens to a Super Bowl win in 2012 and was named the MVP of the game. The Lights Out game is the game you played Oh, yeah, in. it was. It's John versus Jim Harbaugh, head coaches down mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Joe Flacco a, turning 38. I have a question for you, Rookie. Yeah. Joe Flacco, you, you make our graphics now. The, you, we post them on social medias and... Yeah. And the like. Mm-hmm. You, today, Joe Flacco's birthday, you've put him as the focus of our Sports Call Birthdays graphic. Yeah. You used a picture with him as, with the Broncos? Yeah. I just like their uniforms. The man has won a Super Bowl. He did. He's He was MVP of the Super Bowl. He did. I almost used with the, the Jets Ravens. picture, but I said I'm not going to give the Jets any, any love than they need to. The, he's currently on the Jets. He is most known for playing with the Ravens. And yeah. you used a picture of him with John Elway's Broncos. I like their uniforms. Out of all out of all four teams that he's played for, I like the, the Broncos uniforms the best. I like the Broncos uniforms too, but there's a picture of him holding a Lombardi and we're celebrating him and you choose you choose you chose to not use that photo and I'm I'm disappointed. And that's I like all I uniforms. have to say about that. I like their uniforms. Uh, elsewhere in the football world, moving on. Are you are you done complaining about the graphics? I'm done. I'm done. I just said would you that's, like to I, do the graphics from now on, Brand? That's all I have to say about <laughs> that. Do you want to do the graphics from now on? I w- I volunteered to. <laughs> I was told no. <laughs> we'll reevaluate if you keep complaining. <laughs> Elsewhere in the football world, turning 51 years old today is a former NFL wide receiver, most no, most famously for the New Orleans Saints, Joe Horn. Joe Horn. 
Warren was born in North Carolina, was an all-state selection as a senior, but wasn't highly recruited due to test scores. Signed out of high school with Itawaba Community College in Mississippi. After two years, his scores still weren't good enough to attend Division I, so he retired from football for two years, working at a fast food restaurant. This is a fun bio. After those two years, he tried out for the CFL and impressed enough to be a fifth-round pick by the Chiefs in 1996. He was traded to the Saints in 2000 and in five seasons with the Saints, made four Pro Bowls, retired from football in 2008, and is a member of the Saints Hall of Fame. He is currently the wide receivers coach at Northeast Mississippi Community College, Joe Horn, 51 years old. How about that? That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to say. I hate the Saints. I hate the Saints. I can't say anything nice about the Saints. Okay. Joe Um, Horn, cool story. Saints, bad team. Just wanted to say, uh, go Tribe. Itawaba Community College. Itawaba. Itawaba Community College. College. What about uh, North Northeast? uh, They don't matter. No, Northeast Mississippi. Where he is currently? Northeast Mississippi Community College. Don't doesn't matter. Is that the is that the school that was focused in focused in the focus of last chance you? I, for some reason, I think it is. It seems like it seems correct. Northeast Mississippi Community College. I think so. Unless it's a Northwest, they're, they're the Lions, I believe. That'd if be it some, is the same school, that'd be something fun to Google. I think I did Google it. I don't. I don't have my Joe phone Horn up, turning fifty-one years old. We're stalling to for time. Focus on the. To the baseball world and birthdays, turning 43 years old as a former DH and first baseman for the Cardinals, Angels, and Dodgers. It's Albert Pujols' birthday. Yay, Pujols. Pujols was born Albert. in the Dominican Republic and moved with his family to Missouri as a teenager. He was a two-time All-State selection and played one season of college baseball at Maple Woods Community College. In 1999, he was taken in the 13th round of the uh, MLB draft by the Cardinals, made his MLB debut for the team in 2001. In 21 years as a major leaguer, he was uh, cemented himself as one of the best hitters of all time. He is an 11-time All-Star, three-time NL MVP award winner, six-time Silver Slugger award winner, and a two-time World Series champion, among many other honors. He is one of four players to have 700 career home runs. And I'll tell you what, the baseball world, really the sports world, waited in anticipation for that, too. They, they, this past year, when he was going for that, it was must-watch baseball every time he came to the plate. By the way, last chance you was East Mississippi Community College, not Northeast Mississippi Community College. Ah. But yeah, Albert Pujols. Also, why did you not put him on the graphic? Another complaint. Um, but yeah, a fantastic player. One of the best hitters ever. Um, and retiring after finally crossing that 700 mark. And good for him. It was it was very fun to follow that race, for sure. It was very fun. Uh, I mean, like I said. We had discussions on this show about how we were all pretty sure he was going to fall like two or three short. And it was going to be heartbreaking. And then he, you know, hit like 703. Were you, you just trying to look up I was, mascot? I was trying Ma- to find Maple Woods Community College. Let's go Wolves. Okay. Wolves. Go I, Wolves. I figured it'd be something different than that. Uh, and then finally, turning 54 years old today. I can't believe he's turning 54. As a former boxer, Roy Jones Jr. is 54 years old. Roy. Jones was born into a family of boxers and got into the sport at a very young age. Or at a young age. He finished his amateur career with a 121-13 record, winning amateur gold Golden Gloves twice and a gold medal in the Junior Olympics in 1984. He won a silver uh, silver medal in the Olympics in 1988 and began his pro career. As a pro, he had a record 66-9 with 44 knockouts. He retired from boxing in 2017 after holding four titles in four different weight classes and defending each multiple times. Roy Jones Jr., 
turning 54 years old today. He's a great boxer. Yeah, pretty pretty good to uh, to win the title and defend it in multiple weight classes. Tough to do. So your birthdays in sports today: Joe Flacco, Albert Pujols, Joe Horn, Roy Jones Jr. All celebrating birthdays today, and of course. If it's your birthday in the sports call world, happy birthday to you. Or if you know someone uh, out there that is you. uh, celebrating your birthday, tell them we said happy birthday. And that is a look at our birthdays in sports brought to you by our friends over at Max Credit Union. Stop by any one of their locations in East Central Alabama. Today, proud sponsors of Birthdays in Sports. We had to do another break here on Sports Call. When we come back, we head straight to the Auburn Bank phone line for your calls. Retired Wardam Steve is on deck. We'll get to you right after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Shoulders, Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy, joining us, joining me in studio. Ryan LaVoy with the day off today, much needed day off for him. He's been going for two weeks strong, so he took a day off, went down to Tampa, and take in his Bucks game tonight. He'll be back tomorrow, though, don't worry, folks. I'm only here temporarily, although I will be here tomorrow as well, but I won't be in this seat. I'll be in Brant's seat, and Tom will be in his normal seat tomorrow. Well, uh, not at, well, no, I'm not going to be on, am I? You're good. Never mind. Continue. Oh, you, do you want to take my spot tomorrow? No. We can negotiate. No. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll you got ne- it. We'll you negotiate. Got it, boss. We'll, you, talk, we'll talk later. You got it, boss. Uh, but for right now, let's head to our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-34. Locally, toll free, one 9 tiger 9 All of our sports call callers and guests join us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Uh, Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC. We start out today on the Auburn Bank phone line as we do a lot of days because he is such a loyal caller, calls in every single day. It is our good friend... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve joining us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Steve, how are you doing on this Monday? I'm doing fine. It's uh, good to hear your voices all. And uh, I, I really want to... Let you know, I admire you guys working day since it's Martin Luther King Day. Uh, state employees are off. Federal employees are off. So uh, you're to be committed for doing this. I'm going to say, listen, so, we, we're, we're in here working. We're doing, we're, you know, putting in so that we can bring you a good sports call show and bring everybody some good sports talk. Uh, my fiance is off today, and she has been texting me and uh, sending me uh, messages bragging that she gets the day off. So... Uh, it it is it it's a it's a day. Okay, well, let Grace know that you know uh, what goes around comes around, so yeah. don't be boastful. All right, let's get to it, guys. Uh, first, uh, Mr. Tom Peavy. I'm here. 
Uh, I did mention earlier, of course, this is Martin Luther King Day, but this is also a day, unfortunately, that you would not like. What is that? Uh, well, one of your uh, sideline jobs, I believe, is uh, bartending? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, on this day, according to History Channel, uh, you would have been no longer employable. Ah. On this day in history, on January the uh, 16th, 1919, yeah, I went around then, uh, Prohibition became the law in all the 50 states. Yeah. Well, you you underestimate me. I, I would have found a way to get into those sleazy <laughs> speakeasies and, and keep uh, taking care of my traits. So. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, this lasted for 14 years. And finally, it was uh, undone by another amendment. So uh, moving on there, uh, about uh, say nice game, guys. I'm going to put this one under the heading of Mr. Scott Van Pelt's bad beats for those of people who are just betting for the fun of it. You know, we were favored by seven and a half, which is actually, you know, eight points. And that game should have ended with a nine-point win. It should have been 69 to 60. Instead, it ended up being what? 69-63, right? Yeah. And we gave, uh, I don't know why, and I want to see you guys comment, we gave them those three extra points. One uh, was a turnover, which I can't believe Wendell be. Do you guys not know how long it takes to get across the uh, the halfway uh, court line, you know, um, ten seconds. What are you doing, just dribbling around? Um, and and the, you remember that turnover the almost at the end of the game, right? Yeah. All right, and then we got some really uh, inexplicable and should never happen inbound pass uh, that goes straight not to one of our players, but to who? Their players. Yeah, they were, they were right at the end of that game. It got a little, got a little sloppy for the Tigers. I mean, what? And then, uh, what were we doing fouling? We were in the lead. I thought it was supposed to be the other team that tries to foul. Yeah, uh, I would say that was one of the big talking points in the in the post game presser was how many fouls the, this Auburn team committed, especially you know right there at the end of the game. And uh, Bruce, you know, Bruce said about as much. You got to you know fix that issue. You can't you know be fouling. Uh, when you're up that much, so you you know I I don't know why it was there. I just want to know. It, it was. Uh, you know, that's what I was asking. What do you do? I kept screaming. No one listened to me. Don't foul. Make uh, okay. You well, let them make the basket. You're ahead. I would say it was. You know, if if you you know you look at like Brant brought up a little bit earlier, it was two almost completely different ref games from half to half. There was no free yeah, throw shot that. in that first that. in that first half, and then you know almost what would you say, Brant? Almost like forty something combined. Yeah, the, zero forty one fouls. Yeah, in that second half. Guys, there were forty one free throws, not forty one fouls, but well, twenty eight of those fouls that we sent them to the free throw line was done by our team. How do you do that, guys? Uh, and then. Zero fouls in the first half by either team. You know, uh, what? What? How do you even, you know, plausibly explain that? Well, as, as Brant said a little bit earlier, referees it, are bad. It, it's a it, basketball. One is a tough sport to ref, and then two. Uh, you know, I joked about it earlier, but meet the quota. I mean, they, you you didn't have any fouls called in that first half. They kind of the let them. Quota. Yeah. I mean, it, Does it, Russ have a productivity uh, foul quota? <laughs> I, it, I mean, it seemed like it. As you know, you got the. You, they seemed like they were. They went to the halftime and it said, "Oh, we don't have any free throws shot. We got to get you know pick it up in the second half." But it, it was just. It, it felt like there was two different ref crews out there from one half to second half. But it, I, I don't know why they they started calling more fouls in that second half. Well, thank goodness that we went forty four percent from the uh, three point line thanks to Jalen Williams. 
uh, 11 of uh, 25, I think it was, that we went. And thank gosh, they were 0 for 18. Yeah. 0 for 18. Uh, that usually doesn't happen when we play the poll. They usually go 18 for 18. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I just can't understand how – what are you doing fouling? I mean, uh, if anybody, you know, could have been there, if I was – or five, I said, wait, guys, well, why are you fouling? There was less than 20, I think, seconds left in the game, and we committed, I think, three fouls. Yeah, I, I can understand. Your experienced players, what are you doing? Let them go, let them go score, right? I was going to say, I can understand if you are, you know, if, if you're up, th- like, if you're, say, you're up three, and the other team's got the ball fouling them, so they have to go to the line, and they can't attempt a three-point ball. I can see in that situation, but up by it, nine. It, it, up by nine, I, I don't know why you're, you're going in the foul. It's just, I don't, you know, I don't know if they were intentionally trying to get, you know, foul. I don't know if that was the call, or if you were trying to, or if they were just trying to, you know, play defense, and they kept getting called for some ticky-tack stuff. Well, ticky-tack, and I was looking, you know, I, was, I see Janiah Broom fouls out, right? Yeah, he did. No, no, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. It was Jalen no, Williams that fouled out. Jalen Williams. Okay, well, both those guys were being, you know, mauled at times, and yet no, no whistle. Yeah, yeah. It, there was, uh, the, you know, there was quite a bit of times where the, the uh, Auburn fan base was not happy about uh, about some of the fouls that were not getting caught underneath the basket. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, thank goodness for Jay Williams and Wendell Green comes through again. Talking about Jani Broom, guys. Boy, I thought he was going to, you know, make the record you know, for five consecutive games of double doubles. He was almost non-existent, guys. Well, what do you think explains that performance or lack of it? He had a bad game. Well, I know he That's, had a bad game, but what explains it? it, it uh, people have bad games. People have bad games. I mean, he's not <laughs> a robot. That doesn't answer for me, guys. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Steve. Son. That's what How happened. How do you just have a bad game? I mean, you don't all of a sudden lose the talent that you had the previous game. No, some, I mean, he's played four really yeah. good games. Nobody comes out and plays exactly the same every I mean, night. Yeah, he had they, a bad game against a really good player. Yeah. The best of the best have had off nights. Michael Jordan was not perfect every time he stepped foot on the field. Tom Brady has not been perfect every time he steps on the field. Sometimes good players have bad games. I think it was just a bad outing for him. I think he'll be better. Okay, well, I thought you know, there's no way you could have a bad game at home, maybe on the road. I, it happens. I mean, sometimes Steve, things just Steve, aren't going do you your wake way. Up, do you wake up in your bed every day and feel exactly the same? Uh, if I'm at home, most of the time, yeah. I feel pretty good, yeah. Uh, but the, 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 these are false equivalencies. I'm just saying, how do you lose the, the, the talent and motivation to play as good as you've been playing when you're at home? On the road, I can understand it. I, it Steve asked and answered. Well, I, I don't think it was lose the. He didn't lose the talent. He didn't lose the motivation. You just had an off night, you know. And, and I think it also helped. You know, you were going up against one of their best players. You were matched up against one of Mississippi State's yeah. best players, and they. He probably had a lot to do with it. He, he played them very well on, on the defensive side of the basketball. Okay, well said. I'm going to leave it here. However, I, 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 my view is this: this game shouldn't even be that close. We should have won probably by at least 15 to 20 points had we not kept doing all those fouls that they gave us. But uh, moving on, guys, same uh, with basketball. Uh, I just saw this. You, you guys may already know it. But Mr. LeBron James uh, joined a very exclusive club with, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the NBA. You know what he did, right? What was that, Steve? He, according uh, to uh, the, the sports uh, right up here, he surpassed 38,000 career points. I mean, he joined Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the only player in NBA history. 
to, to reach that point total. Yeah, and LeBron is uh, is chasing down that record too, and it's coming up quick that he could you know going to be the all time scorer in the NBA history. Oh, uh, so that's quite an accomplishment. Oh yeah. All right, and then about the games, guys. Uh, now you, you touched on them. How in the world, you know, does South Carolina get just bombed right after beating Kentucky, and then Kentucky comes uh, after getting embarrassed by South Carolina, on the road and beats Tennessee. One, basketball is uh, is a crazy sport. And then two, South Carolina, you know, you you went and had that big emotional win. I don't know what the the record was of how many times in a row that Kentucky had beaten South Carolina. I'm sure it was a few. Uh, But you had that emotional win and you go back home and you you're still riding high and you weren't you know fully prepared for that Texas A&M team to come in there and then two Kentucky I'm sure you know getting beat at home by South Carolina probably woke something up in you and you know John Calipari you know got into the the players the Kentucky team you know they're they're not the best uh, Kentucky team that we've seen them be that can go out and contend for national titles but they've still got a lot of talent on that basketball team they've still got five stars up and down the court uh, and and it showed on Saturday what they're capable of doing. Yeah, I just expect them to do it on the road. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that's the biggest see. one. Uh, and then Alabama, of course, you know, they—they they took to the woodshed. Uh, they won by what, forty points, one hundred six? Yeah, sixty-six. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think their biggest win or their biggest winning point total of the season. Yeah, uh, well, just uh, it's, uh, it's nauseating. All right, moving on about the NFL games, guys. I didn't see all of them. I just saw some of uh, the last maybe four or five minutes of the games. Uh, the game I did not see, and I don't know if you guys saw it, I read what happened, but I still can't understand how it happened. How's the NFL team winning? Because I saw the score was 27 nothing. I said, well, this game's over. I'm not even going to turn it on. And then I go to see 31-30 to final. I said, what in the world happened, guys? Because then I read that uh, Trevor Lawrence fell through four interceptions in, in the first half. Yeah. And they still came back and won. Guys, explain to me, uh, you can have a bad day, but the NFL has – pretty much parity among talent. How do you give up 27 unanswered points and lose the game? Well, you got to ask a lot of Falcons fans. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the Falcons, you know. Uh, this was a team that was favored, by the way, uh, by the bookies. Look, uh, the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers have a long history of choking, just like the Falcons do. So uh, get, go back and look at their history. They're not exactly uh, known for maintaining leads. Brand, then, Brandon Staley's not a very good coach. I'll... I, I personally think that the the Chargers should move on to somebody different, but who knows? I think Justin Herbert's a really good quarterback. I think the Chargers have a really good team, uh, but Brandon Staley's not a great coach, and Doug Peterson is pretty good. So, I mean, that's we said on Friday's show when talking about predictions, I said that I thought the Jaguars were going to win because Brandon Staley was going to do something stupid, and that's kind of what happened. Okay. Well, then you should start uh, going to Vegas and betting some money. Definitely uh, should not. <laughs> well, here's one that was head scratcher, too. Because I didn't expect this one. Buffalo was a thirteen and a half point favorite. Yeah, and almost got beat. Oh yeah. How's that? I mean, Buffalo is supposed to be the number one seed team, weren't they? Uh, I mean, depends on how games would have fallen, right. how that how that Cincinnati game would have gone, depending on it. Uh, how that would have, they were in contention for a number one seed, yes. And they struggle and barely win at home. Uh, what happened there, guys? Well, I mean, you, you know, you look at, like you said, the NFL has done, you know, a really good job of trying to create parity with, you know, with the NFL draft and all that. And 
Miami's got a lot of talent on that football team. You know, the, know, the biggest Brent, thing is uh, you didn't have your starting quarterback. But Brooks, it, excuse me for interrupting. Vegas didn't see any parity here among those two te- teams. Not when they made them at fourteen, basically two touchdown favorites. Well, Vegas sitting right all the time. Vegas no, gets agree, stuff wrong too. But there may be a reason why they thought, hey, uh, if you're going to bet Buffalo, you're going to have to uh, pony up uh, two touchdowns. Uh, they didn't think it was going to be a squeaker. No, I mean because you most you know, people didn't like. But the Dolphins played over their heads. It was a great game. It was an unexpectedly great game and. Uh, those, are the game, those are the types of games that we love watching as fans, where the unexpected happens. More specifically, yep. uh, I'd say Skylar Thompson played, you know, la- you know, pretty, pretty well, pretty good football. Because I think that was probably the biggest factor in putting that lineup so high is that you've got one team with, that's the Buffalo Bills that have their starting quarterback, and then you had the other team, the, the Miami Dolphins, without their starting quarterback with Tua in concussion protocols. And you know, give it to Mike McDaniel; he had a great game plan coming into this one and almost got away with the win there. Yeah, and how about uh, the last game in which, thankfully, Darius Slayton's drop pass did not come back to bite him in the butt. Yeah, it didn't come back to bite him in the butt, but then that makes me – the last play of that game, I questioned what in the world was going on. Fourth and eight, and you throw a three-yard out route? That that is mind-numbingly dumb. Aren't you going to go beyond the sticks? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Every, that's on Kirk Cousins yeah. as much as anything else. He had, well, three well, rece- he had three receivers out on routes, and he checked down to his tailback. It, it it's, is it's a bad decision by well, him. It, but the thing, it's a bad decision to make that throw. But it's also a bad decision on the offensive coordinator and everything because in that situation, you don't have any routes that are short of the line. Every single route is at the sticks or past the sticks. You can't run a check down for a three yard gain on fourth and eight. That's that's just dumb. Well, here's one guy says, again, I've never been a coach in my life, but that shit, that play should have even happened because, remember, that was a second fourth down play. They were given uh, a reprieve there because the initial first down play uh, would have been an incomplete pass. But lo and behold, the opposing coach calls for what? A timeout. Yeah. Or the game would have been over. Why did they call a timeout, guys? Uh, I mean, probably saw something that he didn't like from uh, from his team's lineup and, and wanted to call a timeout really quick. Well, okay. Uh, some of the stuff anyway. Uh, so I got a quote about tonight's game from a gentleman who used to play for us, guys. And he said about tonight's game, I feel like we're probably a dangerous team right now. Uh, who said it? Uh, well, if it's an Auburn player, I'm going to say it's either Jamel Dean or Carlton Davis. You got it, Mr. Carlton Davis. All right. Uh, I guess I could have said, oh, uh, not Owen Pepo. Um, uh, who who else? The linebacker that uh, just left Auburn went down to Tampa. KJ uh, Britt. Yeah, KJ uh, Britt. Britt. Yeah, but uh, well, what do you guys thoughts about tonight's game? Because you know, they, it's pretty good tight game according to uh, the Vegas uh, people. They have uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, as a two and a half point underdog. Yeah, I don't think the Buccaneers are very good, but they have Tom Brady, so you can't count them out. I think Dallas is an incredibly talented team, but Dak has been struggling a little bit, so very tough game. I have no idea who's going to win it. Um, I, I, I think overall, top to bottom, Dallas is the better team, but it is going to be in Tampa, and you are going against the greatest quarterback ever, so uh, we'll... Uh, We'll see how that one goes. I'm excited to watch that game tonight. And yeah, this, is the, this is the second meeting this year between these two that uh, Tampa pretty much dominated the first game, first meeting, very first game right. of the year. And I've noticed something in these uh, wildcard playoff games. 
the favorites have struggled, except for San Francisco, to, to uh, you know, won their, their games, right? Yeah. And then San Francisco even struggled in the first half against Seattle. True, true. Uh, all right. And finally, about the upcoming Wednesday night game, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned about this. To me, this is a dangerous game. Absolutely. Because uh, I've seen uh, this pattern, uh, especially lately, when SEC teams have lost and beaten badly, that next game they play, uh, you know, quite differently. And LSU just got beaten badly, didn't they? Yes. And so that tells me they're going to be a little bit uh, what butt hurt. May maybe I mean they're and they're going to be playing at home, so yeah, that makes it dangerous yeah. anyway. Uh, so, guys, uh, well, who do you think? Are going to be the the players that we need to look to, uh, I guess, to, to to be keys uh, for for win over LSU uh, at their place. Uh, Janai Broom, <laughs> uh, he's got to play better than he did this last go round because Auburn does not need to be attempting twenty five three pointers. They they that is a recipe for an Auburn loss if they try to shoot twenty five three pointers. Fortunately for Auburn, they shot that many again in this last game, and they were able to hit a lot of them. But that's not what this team does well. And so you have to have Janai Broom playing much better on the inside so that Auburn is not having to rely on very many threes. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, uh, do they have, uh, you know, players on LSU side that can, uh, I guess, uh, challenge uh, Janai Broom? Uh, I haven't looked at that team yet. I'm going to write up my preview on it tomorrow. Um, so I haven't done research on them yet. But, uh, I, you know, I'm sure they've got good players. I know that the uh, they lost most of their roster yeah. when um, oh, yeah. when, when uh, Will Wade got fired right. last, se- last offseason. I, I, I watched some of that Alabama-LSU game, and they said that, uh, you know, they you had to, you had three guys that are on that team right now that were uh, part of that LSU team last year, and the, the new coach down there for LSU had to beg them to even stay. Well, then what about Chris Moore? Will he be returning for this game? Don't know yet. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, I would not count on it. I'm sure. Uh, I think Bruce Pearl's got media tomorrow uh, with some of the beat writers, and I'm sure you'll get some more. I'm sure someone's going to ask about Chris Moore tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll we'll hear something tomorrow. Uh, uh, gosh, Brent, I was hoping you'd say otherwise because <laughs> I hope he's had enough time to to, to rest a, a, a shoulder issue. Yeah, I still don't know exactly what happened on to it. Uh, they had an MRI on it, I think, uh, on Monday. Or today's Monday. I think they had an MRI on Thursday, uh, following the the day after the game where he got hurt uh, is when they did the MRI. But they have not come forward with the results of that. It makes me think it's not something that's going to be a quick fix. Okay. Well, team rankings just for your uh, entertainment pleasure has us right now uh, winning sixty seven and a half percent per prediction of us uh, being a uh, winner. But uh, I'm I'm not sure how they come into that uh, prediction or that percentage-wise, but I think it's going to be a, a close game. Um, maybe, what, a three-, five-point win if we can win it? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if that's, what, that's where the line sits. And I'm, th- I'm thinking now um, that's what our game's going to be like, guys, somewhere between three, maybe to nine-point wins. Yeah, I mean, you, that's what you, it's kind of shaping up to be right now. Uh, so all of them are going to be rock fights with us, right? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Okay. Hi, right, guys. My time is up. I always thank you for the time you uh, allow me to have for you guys. So thank you. Thank you very much for letting me ramble, especially on this uh, holiday for most people, like Grace. 
Yep. Uh, with that said, uh, you guys have a safe afternoon and a relaxing evening, and we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow. Until then, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, Steve. That was retired War Eagle Steve joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, and that is going to bring us to the end of our first hour of the show. We've had a great first hour. Two more to go. When we come back, back to the Auburn Bank phone line. James from Montgomery, Tony from Tuskegee are hanging on. We'll get to y'all right after this break. You're listening to Sports Call. One hour is in the books. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now. I'm Brooks Childress, Tom Baby, Brant Daughtry are in studio with me, sitting in for Ryan LaVoy. He is off today, down in Tampa, taking in his Buccaneers. Be back tomorrow. Don't you worry, folks. I'm only in the driver's seat temporarily. Second hour coming up. We had a great first hour of the show. We had a great second hour coming up. Coming up later in the show, we'll get to our best and worst of the weekend as well as our nightly TV guide. And of course, if you're, uh, you know, maybe hang around. We may have a surprise later on in the program for you as well. Three, three, four. What? I like yeah. surprises. You like surprises? I like surprises. I hope everybody else <laughs> out there likes surprises. Uh, 334-887-341 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Uh, we'll start out the second hour of the show by going to our state capital. That's right, we're going to Montgomery, which means James from Montgomery. That's right, it is James from Montgomery. Joining us on the program. James, how are you doing on this fine Monday? I'm good, and how are y'all on this fine evening? Doing great. Yes, I am actually going to be um, watching Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of minutes and seeing if Dak Prescott will come out with a big win uh, this evening as well. That's right. You, you're a big Cowboys fan, so what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, I do not know. I've been hearing a lot of uh, rumors saying that the Cowboys are going to lose, but I don't think that is going to be the case as well because I think Dak Prescott – he reminds me of former Cowboys quarterback, um, Troy Aikman. So he has like a little bit of 
uh, Troy Aikman in him as well. So that's a easier said than done comparison as well. All right, I don't I don't know. If a lot of people have compared the the two to uh, together, but you know, there's a first time for everything. Oh, yeah. So you, you like you said, you don't think that the Cowboys are gonna win, are gonna lose tonight. So what do you think the score is gonna be? I would have to say the score will be forty eight to twenty. Forty eight to twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a big uh, twenty-point spread for the Cowboys. You, you're that confident in your 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 team? Yes, as well because I've been a Cowboys fan ever since, and I've been a Cowboys fan since uh, 1995 when uh, former Cowboys uh, coach uh, Jimmy Johnson was on that uh, winning team as well. Yeah, that's a long time to be a Cowboys fan, uh, James. I don't know if you've ever asked you this. What? Why did you become a Cowboys fan? Um, well, I've actually had that question asked me many a times. Well, actually, my younger sister, she was actually stationed out in Dallas okay. as well. So she you, was actually stationed out there in Dallas. and um, So you decided time, to become a fan? Yes, I became a long-term fan, and I was supposedly going to their seasonal opening for the brand-new AT&T Stadium, but I didn't get a chance to go and see that opportunity have you ever been out there to a the cowboys game um no i haven't well maybe but i hope, would no, go I ahead. would be i will be going out there sometime real soon well hopefully you can get out there i hear it's a really really wonderful place to go see a really fun uh fun environment to be in and uh hopefully you get to go see your cowboys soon but you think 48 28 cowboys beat the buccaneers tonight what'd you think of the nfl action this past weekend uh, this past weekend, the NFL was pretty pretty intense as well. It looked like Super Bowl contenders in the AFC uh, divisional round uh, playoffs. So I think with um, with uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, I mean he he really did an amazing job at home against uh, against the Chargers. So I did have Trevor Lawrence favored to win, and I won that game as well. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you picked that to win. So, uh, what else? What are, what have uh, you called in about today, James? What do you got on your mind? Well, I'm actually um, thinking about about the Auburn men's basketball team and seeing how we're going to do next week when we play on the road as well. So, do you think that we're going to have a really, really good chance of winning? Do I think we're going to have a really good chance of winning? I think this uh, this team's got a chance to go down to Baton Rouge on Wednesday night and get a win. It, 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 they're a better team. I believe they're a better team than LSU. But it's always uh, always difficult to play on the road. So it, it's going to be a, probably a close game between these two. But I think Auburn should be able to uh, get the win. What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a really good win because I think with LSU they're they're more of like a football school better than a basketball school so I'll probably say with these two teams actually meeting on the hardwood I'll probably say Auburn would be seventy two no seventy four to twenty four Wow that's a big win for the Tigers coming up on Wednesday night should be a fun game then uh, what else you got for us today James. Well, I'm actually going to be uh, looking at some other NBA uh, new uh, NBA basketball games before the All Star break. So I think they're going to have only uh, one game tonight, which is uh, the Dallas Mavericks um, hosting the Atlanta Hawks for uh, Martin Luther King weekend. So that's going to be a really good game that I'm going to be watching tonight and seeing if Luka Doncic would actually make uh, more points in uh, in his game at home as well. Well, the Atlanta Hawks are playing right now, and they're playing against the uh, the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, looks like their next game is going to—they are going to play the Hawks, but it's going to be Wednesday night against the Atlanta. 
Yeah, so I'm going to be watching the Atlanta Hawks tonight and seeing um, how we're going to play on Wednesday night. That's what I was supposed to. I, I got you. Say. I, I got you. Well, they're they're shooting pretty well right now. They they've been hitting a lot of uh, big shots in this one against Miami, and so uh, it should be a fun game. I, I know Luca had a big game last week, beating the the Los Angeles Lakers, hit two big shots mm-hmm. uh, to send them to overtime, and then uh, basically win the game in overtime for for the Mavericks. And he's playing lights out right now. Yes, as well, because I did have that game favored last night, and I actually won a couple of uh, – I won a lot of money on that one as well. So I'm wow. pretty I'm pretty sure that uh, that money is uh, carried over from last week to this week as well. And then I did have a, a game that I was supposed to be watching between um, Purdue and uh, Michigan State, and Michigan State uh, lost to uh, – no, Purdue – lost to Michigan State, so it was a close game as well. So Michigan State won that one, 63-64. Uh, uh-huh. That, that game just ended just a little bit ago, so you were watching that this afternoon. You got any uh, got any uh, predictions for this coming weekend NFL, James? Um, I will have to say with the Chiefs, they have a bye week this coming up weekend. Mm, um, I don't have any AFC – no, NFC um, predictions, but I'm not quite sure. So I don't know any predictions as well, except for this one for tonight. That's the only one that I have for tonight. All right. Well, then we'll uh, we'll see if you have anything else later in the week. What else you got for us? You got anything else? Um, no, I don't have any um, Major League Baseball news, but I will have that for you all on tomorrow as well. All right. So tomorrow we're going to have Major League Baseball news from James. All right. Sounds like a plan. You got anything else before we actually let you go? Um, no, I don't have anything sports related, but if if anything comes around, I'll let you all know. Awesome. Well, we look forward to it. I look forward to hearing from you on Twitter, James, and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right. Sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle, James. That was James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 888-9-TIGER-9. It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. More sports call right after this. Want to call into the show? Send us your thoughts via email. You've got mail. Sports call at the tiger.fm. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. You're driving around in the car and say, hey, I want to keep listening to Sports Call live, but I, I don't have a radio inside my house. You know what you do probably have? It's an Alexa. Yeah, Everybody's got an Alexa There's now. other ways to listen to us. Sports Call can now be heard on Alexa devices from Amazon. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android. Tap the menu icon. Top left, tap Skills and Games. The menu enable or search Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. And you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Tom said there's ways to listen to us. You've got our app. 
You got the, the on the terrestrial radio. You got our website. You got Alexa. There's so many ways to uh, to listen to listen to us live. If so, if you uh, if you don't like podcasting, you want to listen to us live. Just gave you all those ways you can listen to us. I'm sure a lot of people. There, I'm sure there's a good number of people that got Alexas for Christmas that you're still trying to figure out a month later. <laughs> I still haven't That's fully mastered Alexa yet. Hashtag relatable, Brooks. <laughs> I still haven't fully mastered Alexa yet. So we're uh, we're all in the same boat together. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Uh, Brant, yo, give us three quick hitters on Auburn basketball. Um. Three quick hitters. Well, Janai Broom didn't play well, but he has proven that he can play well consistently. He's going to have to play better going forward for Auburn to win. Uh, Auburn has not shot the ball well for most of the season, but they did shoot the ball well in this past game. And they have been shooting the ball better, especially at home. So even though they may never be a truly dynamic three-point shooting team, they have potential to get to an average three-point shooting team. Uh, and if that can... If that kind of growth can continue, then uh, perhaps that th- this can be a really good team. And third, who do I want as what do I want as my third? Uh, Alan Flanagan Revenge Tour is officially on. He has been on since the start of SEC play, and uh, he looks closer to the Flanagan that we all hoped he would be uh, earlier this year. Those are good three quick hitters. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Um, Tom, we'll give you three quick hitters in just a moment. But first, we're going to go to the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally or toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9, where all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. We bring it back to Auburn now, and it is... Terry from Auburn. Terry joining us on the sports call Auburn Bank phone line. Terry, how are you doing on this Monday afternoon? I'm doing great, guys. How y'all doing today? Doing fine. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, what can y'all tell me of uh, anything about this uh, linebacker that, that, that hit the portal and came to Auburn from Ole Miss? Can y'all share anything with me? Uh, he, he's supposed to be a really good player. Uh, I knew he was here on campus, and I think most of the Auburn coaching staff figured they were going to get a commitment from him. Uh, it's another big key piece to the puzzle that Auburn's put together as far as the transfer portal goes. And he's a guy. Key piece, well done. Yeah. Uh, he is. His name um, is Austin Keys. True. Um, (laughs) he's he's most likely going to be a starting linebacker unless something crazy happens he's probably going to be one of Auburn's starting linebackers maybe in the middle taking over for Papo Uh, he's he's supposed to be a good one Uh, I don't know much about his like full stats that happened at Ole Miss I'm just going off of what everybody is saying about him but he's supposed to be really good well can you guys give me anything about his size I haven't been able to find anything Uh, he's 6'2", 245 yeah, that's a middle linebacker. Yeah, that's a big boy. His yeah. uh, his stats this last year, I just looked it up. He had 14 to- uh, solo tackles, assisted on 25, so 39 total tackles for him on the uh, on the year for 2022. His biggest production game as far as tackles uh, was the Vanderbilt game. He had six. He had one solo, five assisted on. I'm sorry, guys. Lost you guys for a minute. Okay. Uh, did, did you hear any of our the stats we just gave? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I'm sorry, I lost you. For some reason, the phone went dead. I don't know what happened. Oh, well, well, I think it was on my end, though. Uh, so the, I looked him up. His stats. Uh, did you hear what we? Uh, you, oh, you you got his his size that Brant just gave. Six two two forty five. Yes, right? sir. So he had 30, was, 39 total tackles this past year. 
uh, 25 assisted, 14 solo, uh, three and a half tackles for loss for 15 yards, also had two sacks for 12 yards, and he forced one fumble this year. Well, I, I like the sounds of that, but uh, guys, I hate to be the negative nanny here, but Ole Miss hasn't been very good on defense in a while. Maybe he'll be better with guys around him. I don't know. Doesn't mean he wasn't a good player. Obviously, he was. But uh, I'm not real happy. Obviously, his defense has been horrible. Lane Kevin don't care anything about defense. He cares about as much as Lincoln Riley does. Uh, that may be where one of their better players decided to bail on him and come to Auburn. Right. And and now with Pete Golden there, you expect some, some departure there because some people like playing for coaches, some people don't. I don't know how that works. But, uh, you know, they, you do see that when there's a coaching game. You do see guys, uh, you know, jump ship. Yeah. The name that immediately come to mind was J.J. Pegues. Yeah, left Auburn to go to Ole Miss. That's right. So you know, and then they got now they they hire Pete Golden. So who knows there? Um, I say the most popular guy in Jordan Hare Stadium come football season is going to be the guys, uh, the individual selling the programs because you're not going to know without one. Uh, yeah, th- this this roster is going to look vastly different. Come next, tremendously fall. different. Yeah. Now, the, and yeah, I think that's a good the, thing. <laughs> it's a great thing. Um. You guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah go, ahead, go ahead. Okay, there's all this talk about the quarterback, and, and, and I, I want to believe that, that Hugh Freeze has more faith in Robbie Ashford than people think. Um, I think he will get a world's better, but here's the, here's the thing. I know he runs the ball a lot, but here's the thing, guys. With the additions, and the, the additions on the offensive line, the additions with talent around him, he may not have to run as much. Last year he was running because it was the only thing he could do. And he was running for his life, quite honestly. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about that over the past few years. Is You know, you saw that with uh, Bo Nix. He, he fa- you know, pretty much had to run for his life on a lot of those. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't know if, you know, you get into one year. I don't, I'm, like you said, it, it feels like Hugh Freeze, you know, he's watched film, and he's, I'm sure he's watched him throw at this point uh, in person, which he said he, he likes to, you know, he only likes to offer quarterbacks that he's seen throw in person. Uh, and I, I'm fairly certain, you know, it seems like he's got some faith in Robbie Ashford. You would still like them to get another quarterback in here uh, just to have some competition there. But, you know, the more and more this goes on, the more and more you, you feel like he's got more faith in, in what Robbie Ashford can do and his talent level. And then, like you said, with all these transfers in an offense line, you would, you would have to think that some some combination of, uh, of the, the line that they've got there now is going to click and you're going to have an uh, a improved uh, offensive line than you have seen in this past couple years. Well, I went on record as saying, and guys, I'm not backing off. I think this is going to happen. I think they're going to end up with a quarterback after spring, one of those guys from Georgia. That's what I think is going to happen because uh, guys don't, you know, five stars don't like to sit on the sideline. And they had two five stars sitting on the sideline where Carson Beck took snaps in the national championship debacle. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of them don't end up in Auburn. That's what I'm predicting is going to happen. Now, I, I agree with, with you. I think they just need depth in the room. Uh, just another body. If anything, I mean, you want somebody to fit your scheme, of course, but they need a body in that room, quite honestly. Yeah, because yeah, know, no, what absolutely. It, right now, well, is uh, is TJ Finley officially gone? No, he's, is he, is he's he still on the roster. Yeah. He is practicing with the team. All all reports expect him to transfer uh, after he graduates in the spring. Okay, so Guys, even if even if he's there, he's gone. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't expect that he's going to be a part of this team. Yeah, I mean, I just don't – I don't know. I never bought the T.J. Finley argument. Um, some people would give him a chance, whatever. Hey, the guy's had enough chances. I mean, the young man needs to de- de- to go down a notch. Uh, he was good in high school because he was just bigger than everybody else. Um, 
I mean, I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't. He's had his chance. He's had an opportunity at two schools, and now he's 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 done. Took advantage of either one of them. Sure. So, and and I mean, I, the only reason I brought him up is I, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, the quarterback room right now yeah. is Robbie Ashford. Technically, right now, it's T.J. Finley, although, like you guys said, not expecting to be here after the spring. And you've got Holden Gurner and then the new quarterback that's coming in, the, the freshman quarterback. Hank Brown. Yeah, Hank Brown will be coming in. So, you know, like you said, Terry, like we, we just said, probably want to add someone else in that room for depth yeah, and then definitely. also also you know give them give robbie a little competition if there's nobody they're challenging you they're you know you're going to get better but if there's someone they're challenging you you're going to get a lot better because you're going to step your game up well i heard somebody say the weekend that garner and, and ashford are very different and i said yeah but hugh freeze has had success with all different kinds of quarterbacks he has you know passers and runners and throwers and he i think he does prefer a guy that's more athletic guy that can make plays with his feet and his arm he does prefer that but who wouldn't yeah I mean, ask the Baltimore Ravens right now how they're going to do it without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, because he's not staying there, I don't think, anyway. Do you guys think he is? I I have no idea what Lamar Jackson is going to do. I th- the Ravens have the power to franchise tag him for a reasonable amount to get him for another year and, and go through negotiations again and give themselves a little more time. But if he doesn't want to be there, I don't expect they'll do that. But, you know, it remains to be seen. Right now, the, the Ravens are operating like they expect him back, but that that's a very, very fluid situation. I think it's starting to be like a relationship that's over. Both the parties know it's over, and they just want to hold on for some reason. I don't know. I just think he's leaving. And no, no, where he's going, I don't know. So I don't I, know where he's from. Or I know he played college ball at Louisville. He did. I, I know the uh, the Ravens would definitely want him to hold on a little bit because well, sure he's, they do. he's a franchise quarterback. You know, sure they do. How does the franchise t- tag work in the NFL, guys? What can you tell me about that? Oh, it's very complicated. <laughs> so, oh, well, so okay. franchise okay. tag, it's basically, you know, we have not come to terms on a ag- long-term agreement. We're going to franchise the, the – I don't know how often or how many times you can use a franchise tag, but it gives you – It's three, I believe. You, you franchise tag a player, but you have to pay them, like, whatever the top – earner at your position is making that year so like whoever you know say mm. say tom brady's making you know 15 million this year and he's the top paid quarterback in the nfl lamar also has to get 15 million for that year yeah guys am i the only person that finds it odd that we throw on these numbers like they're nothing we can <laughs> yeah. all survive on 15 million with no problem oh yeah yeah oh yeah so it's just it's just amazing how we throw around these numbers Oh yeah, no. and, and it's a you know it's about the value you bring to your program. I mean, you're sure you're you know is Lamar Jackson bringing in 15 million to the to the Ravens? Absolutely, he is. And see, I think the NIL stuff is going to create is going to make guys stay in school longer because they're going to eventually get to the point where they take a pay cut if they go to the pros. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it that could it could get there. I don't know how you know how long it's going to take to get there. But you know you're definitely going to get some people that stay in in the programs and stay in a in college a bit longer. And specifically, you know, you look at like basketball, you're going to get guys that would normally like go straight to like the G League or something, come to college basketball because they can mm-hmm. make money in college basketball. Yeah, that's a great point. Because and I think and I know I'm in the minority here, but I really do believe that somewhere in the next three to five years, some high school punk is going to think he can make it in the NFL. Try to go straight from high school to the NFL. Um, Maybe a receiver. I don't. I, well, look, I didn't say it would work. I just said somebody's ego is going to be big enough to try it. Right now, you have to be three years out of high school to be eligible yeah. for the to be eligible to play in the NFL. So and lawyers right. ain't crooked, right? <laughs> well, fair <laughs> enough. I'm not saying that rule can't change. I'm saying that is the rule right now. Right. Right. And it has been I, for a very long time. I'm sure it can be manipulated. So we'll see. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for the call, Terry. We look forward to hearing you on down the road. 334-887-341. Locally, toll free at one 888 
1-800-889-TIGER-9. It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Before we head to our next break, though, let's go back to that Auburn Bank phone line, and we are going to stay right here in Auburn. Terry was just on from Auburn, so we'll stay right here in Auburn with... Michael from Auburn. Michael joining us. Michael, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing good, guys. Maurice Claret tried it. You know, he tried to come early. I think he was only two years, and he, he even with his lawyers, they couldn't make it happen. So, yeah, I don't think that three... Three-year thing is going to go anywhere for a while. Probably uh, not. It, and then also, the immaturity. I mean, it is, is a bit, plays a big part of it as well. Not just the physicality, but the you're, they're just too immature to be playing on that level. And, and uh, you know, it, it's it Im- immaturity on multiple levels because you get out there and those are grown men hitting you. Yeah. At, you know, running at you full speed and hitting you. There's a lot of college players that you say, "Man, that kid's going to make it in the NFL." Gets into one, you know, couple the, that fall camp, that uh, preseason mini camps. And they just get torn up, and then they, you know, you don't hear from them for a while. The concussion thing, I think there's, like you said, that I, I don't think they would let that happen. But I saw something over the weekend. The NCA uh, kind of came out and said that you know if you've transferred more than once, uh, they passed a rule uh, that that you're no longer going to be immediately eligible. Uh, did y'all see that? Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit on the Friday show last week. We did. It's going to be if you you still have the one-time transfer waiver if you attempt to transfer a second time, there has to be some kind of non-football related uh reasoning for that. So, uh, it remains to be see how to be seen how well that can be manipulated, but they are trying to crack down on what is essentially just one-year free agency, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I, that's going to be interesting. And then uh just two other things I know looking way way ahead, but did any of y'all watch any Cal games? Because I know Auburn plays them, uh, and I just didn't see any of those, and I didn't know what they would have in the transfer portal. Who knows what they're going to have by the time Auburn plays them. But did y'all see any of that? And then also, I haven't heard anything on the tight end roster for Auburn because I know we lost uh, uh, Shanker, but I didn't know if we had anyone returning or if we are targeting any tight ends. And if I'll hang up and listen to those two questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Michael, three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine Brant. So yeah, the I have not watched any of Cal. They were one of those West Coast teams. Like you know, the Pac twelve has some teams that just don't get shown on national television very much. Pa- uh, Cal was one of those teams. So I know next to nothing about Cal. Uh, I can't even tell you who their head coach is. To be quite honest, uh, tight end room. Auburn is bringing back a lot of tight ends. Uh, Tyler Fromm is the one that comes to mind. Uh, but Auburn did go out and get Rivaldo Fairweather out of Florida International. Or I don't know why I call him Florida International. It's FIU. That is the name that, of their school. I mean, that's their, their Florida, that's International Florida International. Florida International is the, yeah. the legal name, right? The 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 full the government name, yeah. shall we call him? But uh, yeah, they did go and get Rivaldo Fairweather. He was the number one tight end in the transfer portal. He's a guy that is going to get most of those snaps at the tight end position next year, I think. So uh, he's a guy that I'm I'm really big on. And you still have Landon King, who is – they've already called him a tweener. He's going to play some at wide receiver uh, and some at tight end. So expect to see him in those spots too. So those three guys I think will get the bulk of the snaps. Also, you still have Brandon Frazier, who is massive and you know a, a guy that I've been waiting to come on for some time now. And I expect him to have a bigger role or to not be a part of the team anymore. That would be, uh, I, I'd say, keep an eye out for those four guys. Cal last year finished with a 4-8 and eight record. Don't let that record, though, fool you. They played Notre Dame very close. 24-17 was the final score. Notre Dame got the win. They also played USC very close. 41-35 was the final on that one. And they also played UCLA very close. 35-28 
was the final there. So a couple close losses to some good teams. Four and eight was their final record. They're they're a fine team, but you look at you look at Auburn. They should be favored going to that game coming up in September. But that is a long way to go. We'll see how spring ball shapes up for the Tigers and the Cal Golden Bears. And uh, yeah. 334-887-341 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Let's head to our first break or second break of the hour. Anthony from Auburn, you're holding on the line. We'll get to you in just a moment. The sports call crew wants to hear from you. Give us a phone call at 334-887-3401. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I think we should change the name of the show Yeah, Sports Call. When On days that Ryan's not here, mm. of course. Of course. To... Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I was trying to think of a good name. B squared and T detectives. Brant Brooks squared B squared and Tom B squared and T private eyes. What brought that on? This music. Okay. Dumb kinda- Dumber and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> we'll flip a coin. I'll be dumber. I'm perfectly okay with it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Three three four eight eight seven thirty four. That's a movie I haven't watched in a long time. It is. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen the second. Was it one. Owen Wilson and Jim Carrey? Wow, that hurt. It's Owen Wilson, isn't no, it? No, it's no? not Owen Wilson. Who is it? Who's Who's in Dumb and Dumber? Tom. Oh, what is his name? It's not Owen Wilson. What is his name? Uh, it, Jeff Daniels, isn't it? Is it Google Jeff it. Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. Definitely not Owen Wilson. Hurtful. Very hurtful. That's the TV series? Dumb and... D- no, the movies. Yeah, no, I... Thank you. <laughs> there was a TV series? Apparently. All right. I'm sure that one didn't star Jim Carrey. Well, now I'll Google it, because now we're stuck on this. <laughs> now we're now we're into it. 334-887-341, locally, toll-free, one triple eight nine tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We were all along on a sports call on a Monday... Feels like a Monday, doesn't it? It was animated. It was a Hanna Barbera ca- cartoon. Oh, was it? it was it associated for, uh, with the movie? One season, thirteen episodes. Was it associated with the movie? Like, was it? Uh, yes, of the yes. Movie? It was. It was the two main characters. Who was the voices? Was it Jim uh, Carrey and Jeff Daniels? No, right. it was Matt Frewer and yeah, Bill Fagerbach. Sure. Alrighty then. Tom, names, names I'm not familiar with. Yes. I'm going to pivot really quickly. We did this to Brandon a minute ago. Yeah. Three quick hitters in Auburn basketball. Uh, three quick hitters. Um, so first of all, Jalen Williams needs to try to keep having. I, I man, I just that just sounded like a Steveism right there. Needs to try to have. <laughs> it's not like he's not trying. Jalen Williams needs to keep having games like he had uh, against Mississippi State with twenty-one points, five of seven shooting from the yeah. three, eight of fifteen from the field. Auburn desperately needs somebody else to step up and be a scorer, and Jalen Williams has shown that he can be that guy. Auburn needs that. Uh, Second take, 
Auburn has got to stop turning the ball over. That I, with everything going on, I do think that's the biggest issue is turnovers. And it's not like you're committing. It's not like you're having like thirty turnovers a game. It's that they come at the worst moments and they come in spurts. Yeah. You, you have these five-minute periods where you just can't get anything going offensively and you turn the ball over and get easy buckets for the other team. Yeah. And had, I think that you've got to, you've got to correct that. They see, and they had 20 turnovers against Mississippi State. Flanagan, that's part of my third take. Auburn's got to quit turning the ball over. 20 against, uh, 20 against Mississippi State. When you go through here and you look at the season totals, one thing that Auburn has uh, – really prided themselves on is their defense and how they can force turnovers and and they operate off of pressure and they score off of these turnovers and and that and that's great they have forced 20 they have forced so far this year they have forced 239 turnovers which is 14.1 per game that's pretty darn good however you have also turned the ball over 233 times for an average of 13 a game so if you're going to be a defensive-minded team and force turnovers, you can't turn it right back to them. Is essentially you're evening it out. So yeah, you force a lot of turnovers, but congratulations, you give the ball right back to them. So gotta gotta cut down on that. Uh, Twenty turnovers against Mississippi State is silly. And then uh, Flanagan, we are seeing flashes of Alan Flanagan becoming that scorer again and uh he had the 10 points against mississippi state uh four of eight from the field two of four from three but he turned the ball over seven times true so that kind of that's that's that hot take there as far as flanagan goes do the good things we we need to see good flanagan we we need yeah. to we need the we need more and more and more of the good flanny but the flanagan that turns it over seven times you're you're not helping things out so that's the thing. More Jalen Williams. Keep that scoring going. We need good Flanny. We need more of good Flanny and not bad Flanny. And as a team, goodness gracious, stop turning the daggum ball over. And some of them are – some of those I, – I could understand if they were all like effort turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a charge. Yeah. That goes as a turnover. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, you're you're working it in, and, I mean, you're you're getting aggressive, and the referees just decided that was a charge, a charge instead of a block. Yeah. That's an effort turnover. I'm, I, you know, you obviously can't have many of those because that's obviously a personal foul and a turnover. The turnovers I'm talking about is where you throw the ball and there's nobody there. That, those are those are dumb. Or that's the other player standing there, the other team's player. Or or, or you throw it right to them. You have trouble. You have trouble inbounding the ball, yeah. and you end up with a turnover off of an inbound. Those those are the self inflicted wounds that will cause you to lose basketball games. That this team has to get better on. So there you go. There's there's my three takes from Tom. Three quick hitters from Auburn basketball from sounds Tom. Like a, sounds like a good segment. Three, three takes from Tom. Three three that could be you know we'll have to start workshopping that. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Three takes from Tom straight into our next caller. We're staying here in Auburn once again. A lot of Auburn calls today, and we'll go to. We are in Auburn. We are in Auburn, <laughs> and another person that's in Auburn is our good friend. Daryl from Auburn. Daryl calls into the show. Daryl, how are you doing today? Daryl, you there? I think we lost Daryl. Daryl, okay. if you're still listening, give us a call back. 
334-887-341 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger We may have to start start workshopping that. Tom's takes. There you go. Three would, Tom's takes. Would you would you want to go hot takes or would you just want to you know just whatever your your main three your main three yeah. opinions is? Just whatever's on my mind. Okay. All right. Does it have to be sports? It does, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but I mean, we are sports call. We are. Sometimes it, the, that some, that's a loose definition. Sometimes well, we we do like to make. It yeah, loose but definition. I mean, it's not. It's not like we're ever really lacking on sports to talk. I mean, even in the summer, there's sports to talk about. That's I can, true. I can always come up with three takes from sports. Yeah, especially you know you get to baseball season. Sure. You get uh, the Braves are going. We're about a month away from uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. I know yep. I, I saw our good friend uh, Kevin McAlpin was down in uh, Northport this past week at the Braves fantasy camp. Yep. You ever wanted to do the fantasy camp, Tom? No. You've never wanted. I've always wanted to do that. I know it's expensive. Yeah. And it, te- you know, because you're you get your own custom uniform. You get to you know spend a week down there. Actually, yes. You have wanted to do it. Yes. I for some uh, for some reason I. When you said fantasy camp, I'm thinking like fantasy football or fantasy. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of nerds that sit around and look at <laughs> hey, their computer and hey, figure hey, out hey. figure out their their rosters and stuff. No, a fantasy camp to act to actually get a uniform and go and play ball. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, as somebody who has played a lot of baseball, I would I, I would absolutely love that. I, I know a guy that actually does that with the Reds. Uh, whenever they do their camps, he goes and does the Reds deal. But yeah, fantasy camp like that. I've always wished. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the NCAA regulations are on it. Yeah, but I, I wish like Butch Thompson would do like a media a media camp, like a one day media baseball camp. Like, give us a chance to see what we can do yeah. out there. Let, let it let it let the media members that want to do it go out there and if they if it, take a little BP. If Bruce, if Butch Thompson saw us play Thunder Chickens, I don't think he'd let us out there. We may sully the field. <laughs> let let me. Oh, sure. You you can rake a little bit. Yeah. You can rake. I, they wouldn't let me near that field. They'd say yeah. go go sit on the parking deck and watch. Yeah, I I would love I would love a a I would love to take some BP inside yeah. Plainsman Park. Yeah. I, I would absolutely love to take some BP in there and just see where, just see what kind of see what kind of see if you can hit the monster. See what kind of stick I got. See if you can hit the. Monster. I can I can hit the monster one hundred percent. Now can I get it over the monster? I mm. that I don't know. That would um, be fun. I, but I I I would love that and and I would love to actually pitch to a catcher, which I have not done in a very 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 long time. I'd like to see what my arm still has. We have to try to work something out. Yeah. That may be that. That may be something to explore. Oh. media media baseball camp. At least sports call baseball camp. At least oh. you know, if other people want to join, maybe right. they can. But sports call baseball camp. I you know I actually got I got to shoot in a three point competition against the Auburn women with against the media. So back, man, I I don't remember if it was. I'm guessing Lebo was the men's coach, but they had one of their uh, tip-off celebration uh-huh. deals. And one of the things they did is uh, the media put together a three-point team against the Auburn women. Okay. And uh, I was on that. So I actually had to go out there and shoot threes. And the thing is, I hit my first four, like right uh-huh. off the bat, to just bang, bang, bang. And it's not a, it was not a uh, like NBA three-pointer. You could choose where to shoot from. Yeah. You didn't have racks, and you okay. had to go around and shoot. 
You just so you picked your spot, and you're like, "I'm this is where I'm nailing them." Which from. is for, for me, it was always the corner. Okay, uh, not not the not the sidelines, but the uh, corner. corner three, corner three, uh, right corner, for, corner three from the right uh, was my spot. I don't remember which because it's been a very long time ago who I was going up against, but it was one of the women's basketball players. Yeah, I drained my first four, and then I started throwing up some oh, brick. No. Oh, yeah, I wasn't throwing up air balls. I just all of a sudden couldn't make any. Yeah. I think I ended up beating her by one, if I'm not mistaken. Could you get was like it a, like a, did y'all bracket it out and you had to like advance through it or was it just like, it, hey, it, you're just going up against one if person? I, if I remember correctly, I had like twenty seconds to shoot as many as I could. Uh-huh. Or maybe fifteen seconds. And then the next guy would come up and have 15, and then it was the combined amount of three-pointers against the combined amount of three-pointers. Okay. If if my memory serves correct. Um, but I also don't even remember who from the media was shooting. I mean, it was beat writers. Sure. Um, so that was – but that's the closest I've come to being able to do something like that. But baseball being my main sport that I played and still have interest in playing like yeah. I do with the Thunder Chickens – yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, Butch, if you're out there listening, media ba- one day media baseball camp. We bring, should I bring mean, it, bring all bring all the news hacks out there and let us throw around and take some BP. See how good or how bad some of the media are. We should do you know that that would be fun. Like not just baseball, but going back and seeing you know Bruce and Coach Jay. If we could go you know go up against like you know right. them. Uh, get a, get the media out there and do like a, a football drill day where we have to run through some of the drills, sure. see if we can beat some of the football players, some of the walk on football players, oh, yeah. their times. I'm I'm listen. If you're putting me up on a on a bag drill against uh, uh, Owen Papo, right. not, there's, I'm not beating them. And oh no! You know what? Media Oklahoma drill. Ooh, media Oklahoma drill. Full pads, media yeah. Oklahoma drill. Full pads, media Oklahoma drill. That that's what that's what needs to happen. I had to step out for a little bit. Why are we Oklahoma drilling? Because we were talking about fantasy camp and what would be fun to do some fantasy sports in real life. Not like fantasy, not like as Tom said, nerds behind a computer, which I was offended by. Fair enough. Uh, but like going out there doing some uh, some fantasy camp stuff. Talking about Sounds the Braves. Like fun. Braves are about a month away. Okay. We'll okay. talk. You know what? We'll, we'll keep this conversation going on the other side of the break. Also, on the other side of the break, we go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. Daryl is back on the line. We're going to get to you right after this break. You're listening to Sports Call. Two hours are done. And we've got another one to go right after this. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. 
Third and final hour on a Monday edition of Sports Call starts now. I'm Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry. Join me in the studio, 334-887-34 locally. That's how you get on the phone line, one triple eight nine tiger 9 It's also how you get on the phone line, the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll go back to that Auburn Bank phone line in just a moment. Coming up here on the program, later in this hour, we'll have our best and worst of the weekend. Also a nightly TV guide. I promise a surprise later. We'll have it just a little bit. You just got to keep waiting. Keep oh, listening. Dear. We'll have a good surprise coming up for you. Oh, dear. We're getting ice cream? No, it, it's for it's for the listeners, not not for us. Oh, I bought well, some ice cream last night, actually. What flavor? Um, it was three different things from Ben and Jerry's. Oh. It was like their their brownie. So you, went, so you went with like the little the little pints. You didn't go yeah. like full gallon. No, wow. no, no, I did not go full gallon. I'm uninterested now. Well, I only <laughs> ate one of them, and I'm going to eat the other two over this next this coming week. Okay. Well, what three so, flavors did you get? I can't remember, man. You got a brownie. <laughs> I got a brownie thing. I got like a cookies and cream thing, and I think I got like a chocolate chip cookie dough. You ever had Something a like that. you ever had the Tonight Dough, Jimmy Fallon's flavor? I have not. Phenomenal. Have you ever had Americone Dream, Stephen Colbert's flavor? I think I have had that. That one. one is phenomenal. That is the one that I will always grab if I'm if I'm able to. Tom, what's your go-to ice cream? Bluebell. Just any Bluebell? Or uh, is it like what's your flavor? Oh, uh, cookie Bluebell cookies and cream. Okay. All right. That's, that's I had Bluebell. They did a limited or not a limited a, uh, a new like oatmeal cream pie yeah. ice cream last year. Pretty good. Oh. I liked the little Debbie one a little bit better. I, I'm not a I'm not full into the, like the bizarre flavors. Like the yeah the yeah. just the crazy mix a whole bunch of stuff in. Give me some cookies and cream. Okay, I'm good. I'm yeah. old school. I mean I, I I will I will gladly take a bowl of vanilla ice cream, bluebell vanilla ice cream, and love every second of it. Bonus if it's cookies and cream. I don't, you, I don't need all the other frou frou stuff in my ice cream. Would you try mac and cheese ice cream? No, no, I did. No, yeah. wasn't great. It was weird. It was it was weird. Actually, it was just weird. I refuse. Like, it was like your your brain was telling you this is ice cream, and your mouth was telling you no, it's right. not. This is mac and frozen mac <laughs> and cheese. Uh, my ice cream. My ice cream tastes are about like coffee. Like just just give me a cup of coffee. I'll put some sugar and maybe a little bit of cream in, it and I'm good to go. You don't I, need I a don't, latte. I don't. I don't need a oat milk mocha chocolate frou frou <laughs> whipped cream fluffernutter whatever that all that crap just give me a cup of black coffee and i'll you you what you just want to get right down to the point you don't want the frills right no you don't want the frills you know what i just need a cup of coffee it's time for i need a bud light i don't need a (laughs) some crazy ipa that's got zests of lemon and orange no give me a bud light well you know what no frou-frou i like my fruity beers it's time we're gonna we're gonna have a no frou-frou Daily Show Recap, one right now. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports <laughs> Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Tom, no frou-frou Daily Show Recap, <laughs> Go. Uh, we've talked a lot about Auburn basketball. Uh, we, uh, Brant and myself, both did some three takes on this Auburn basketball team right now. But a uh, big win for uh, Auburn over Mississippi State to keep the home win streak going. And so, yeah, we discussed that. We've had some great phone calls that we have talked with. And uh, we've talked a little bit about the NFL playoffs. We haven't really dove into it big, but we've discussed it. Um, but it's been really Auburn heavy. The first two hours have been very Auburn heavy, very call heavy. And it's Sports Call Auburn. I mean, that's kind of what you expect when you t- 
tune in and listen to us. And right. we've also discussed the many ways that you can listen to Sports Call. That's right. Which is not just on the radio. Brant, would you describe Very that well as done. would you describe that as no free free? Zero free free detected. Excellent. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. That's what we like to do. Sometimes is no free free, but sometimes we do like to have some free free. We do like to you know spice it up things, and that's why we're going to the Auburn Bank phone line, and it is Daryl from Auburn. Daryl joining us on the phone line right now. Daryl, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey guys, uh, I apologize. The broken call was on my end. Somebody called me while I was on hold. Anyway, that is okay. Okay. Well, sometimes business takes uh, precedence over pleasure, and that was the situation. But anyway, long story short, I just for what my thoughts are worth, I like to express them. Go ahead. Well, I mean that that's why we're here. We're here to give everybody that calls in a voice. Okay. Well, I'm not a basketball guru or sports guru. You know that. But uh, my take on the Saturday night game. Uh, well, one thing I'm glad that I got to listen to the whole thing and it wasn't cut back to sports uh, talk radio, you know, in the last six minutes. And I'm not going to beat that dog to death, but it didn't happen the other night. Um, second is I'll take that win. It was ugly. There was a lot of mistakes made. But by the same token, fortunately, it was a home game. We had some momentum. And I think maybe looking at the film and tweaking out our strategies or learn from it. And I'm just glad we had a win going into SEC road games. I think we got two LSU and who's the other one on Saturday? Uh, South Carolina. It's going to be LSU, then at South Carolina. Okay. LSU, I think, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big basketball person. I think LSU, because of the home advantage, will be a challenge. And then maybe South Carolina. Uh, they've got some uh, a way to upset some teams, you know, and if they get their spirit back, I'm afraid that might happen. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. Uh, well, with South Carolina, are you going to get the South Carolina team that went into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky, or are you going to get the South Carolina team that was down 41-14 to against Texas A&M this past weekend? No, I'm talking about Kentucky. Uh, and then uh, one of the uh, – people that come in the restaurant where I work at he's big Tennessee are like what happened he's like well I guess Kentucky was bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess so but you know they had something to settle and a score to settle and maybe that's going to help uh, what's the Kentucky's coach's name Calagari or something like that uh, John Calipari Calipari excuse me no, you're good. Uh, maybe that'll give him some life left in his contract even though he, what's he got like a lifetime contract like Paul does basically like a lifetime contract yeah so you know and maybe that'll you know it, it is what it is I'm just so tired of buyouts and this multi-million dollar buyouts and coaching changes I hope they can stick with him you know and uh just like we will with pearl you know and yeah just because we have a couple of bad games and shooting errors and foul trouble um i just think we need to keep the auburn spirit going yeah i mean and, and you you know on a two game uh or a multiple game win streak right now for auburn looking to keep it going uh it is going to be a tough game down in uh baton rouge coming up on wednesday night but you know as we said earlier we you know this auburn team probably a better team than uh, than that uh, LSU team, and then you would es- expect coming up on Saturday, they're a better team than the South Carolina team too. Okay, well, I think we're learning by, learning by our mistakes, and we got a great basketball coaching staff, and they'll instill it in their players and motivate them to excel. You know, and that's that's all I got to say about that. All right, well, is that all you got to say today, Daryl? 
Uh, yeah, and then uh, I'll be listening to your program tomorrow and then the next day. But uh, I may have some thoughts after the LSU game. Okay. Hopefully it'll be well, – it'll always be positive, you know, but uh, I'm hoping we'll have a positive outcome. Absolutely. I think we're all hoping for a positive outcome. Well, then we'll talk to you then. Well, okie dokie. Talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Daryl. That was Daryl from Auburn joining us on that Auburn Bank phone line yeah Auburn basketball looks like to continue to improve as we said this past game kind of a, a weird game for Auburn where they won with via the three-pointer uh, not a weird game for Auburn as a whole but this Auburn basketball team uh we haven't really seen that this year but continue to improve uh continue to get better continue to keep themselves in that SEC race trying to trying to keep pace with Alabama and Tennessee and the teams of that nature but it's going to keep uh, keep getting harder as you keep going through the SEC schedule, and you've got two chances this week, starting off with LSU, to get some more SEC wins. And, of course, SEC road road wins are always important. 334-887-341 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. And, and as we go get ready to go to our first break of the hour, that Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you can call in during this break to us, and we have got a pair of Auburn women's basketball tickets for you. What better way to start off your week, what better way to start off your Monday than to winning some basketball tickets? Auburn women's basketball this weekend, Sunday afternoon, hosts Ole Miss. I've got a pair of tickets right here in my hand for the first caller, 334-887-34 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9 as we go to our first break of the hour. When we come back, NFL Talk right after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to the multi-time Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. I'm Jeff Whitaker, Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call rolls on on a Monday. Sports Call podcast. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to the podcast on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Join Ice Cold Coca-Cola. Go along with Odd Sports Talk. Coca-Cola takes the feeling. You can enjoy Ice Cold Coca-Cola. Listen to that podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Tiger Communications app, and of course our website, tiger.fm. Head over there now. Please do. Check it out. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us after we're off the air. It's kind of weird to think about, like, I am talking right now in the present, but now I'm giving a message to people that are in the future listening to us. I'm talking to the future. Past, present, and future. I'm not really talking to the past. Well. You can't really talk to the past. Well, you can kind of talk. You in the past is talking to people in the past, and now they will listen now and in the future. I'm confused. I'm running on fumes. I'm confused. I'm talking to people in the future. If you're listening to us on the podcast after the fact, thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate it. 
give us a five star rating. Introduce time review. travel into a story, and it just gets all confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the Avengers, that was not confusing. That was fun. It's kind of confusing. Uh, three three but four eight eight three three four eight eight seven thirty four and locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. So you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. As we roll through this uh, third hour of the show, let's go to some NFL talk. Tom, you mentioned we haven't talked a lot about it. We touched on it a little bit, but big weekend of NFL playoff action in the uh, wild card round. A lot of big games happening. Let's start out on a Saturday afternoon. We had the 49ers beating the Seahawks 41-23, to but it was a 17-16 Seattle Seahawks lead at the half. But then Seattle only scored six points in the entire second half, all six of those coming in the fourth quarter. 49ers had a big run there in the second half. Uh, Purdy, Brock Purdy went 18 of 30 for 332 yards and three touchdown passes. Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries for 119 yards. Big performer on the Seattle side of things was uh, DK Metcalf, 10 receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. The big question that everybody's asking, is Brock Purdy for real? Is Is he the guy? Is he going to be that guy? I don't. I mean, I don't know that we know. He has not lost a game since he took over. Yeah. He, he is right now, and he is until proven otherwise. I think. You see, the thing about it is, usually after you know he started about midway through, or a little little after midway through the season, usually after a couple games, defensive coordinators get your film on you and they figure right. you out quickly. They really haven't figured him out. Plus, San Francisco's got a really good defense. I think going forward, if you're the 49ers, he may not be. You know, he may not turn out to be the guy. But for right now, he's the seventh round. Like he's the he's the last pick. You're not paying him anything. Right, and and that's for any listeners that are not familiar with who Brock Purdy is. He's a guy who set a lot of records at Iowa State. He was at Iowa State for like ten years. It seems like you know what you want to know a fun fact that I learned a couple days ago. Brock Purdy was offered a uh, preferred walk on spot at Alabama before oh, he went wow. to Iowa State. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, didn't but, know that. Yeah, but he went to Iowa State. Spent like half of his life playing at Iowa State. Broke pretty much every record Iowa State has, but uh, the, the last pick, what they call Mister Irrelevant, he was the last pick in the draft, uh, and now due to injuries, is the starting quarterback for the Forty ers His first game, he beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. His first ever start as an NFL rookie, as Mister Irrelevant, beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and he has not lost a game since then. So, and that's the big thing. I, I think most people figured. The 49ers were going to beat the Seahawks. Uh, the you know the line on that game was very heavily favoring the 49ers. Yeah. The 49ers are one of the kind of favorites to to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. So no big surprise that they won 41 to 23. But the big question is is Brock Purdy for real? Like is he legitimately going? Are, are we watching the blossoming of a Hall of Famer? Yeah, that's what everybody's wondering. Uh, is he the next "quote unquote" Tom Brady, a, a unknown uh, late draft pick that, due to injuries, has now come up and led a team? And that's what happened with Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe. Um, injuries caused caused Tom Brady to come in, and all of a sudden he was electric, and nobody knew that that was going to be the beginnings of Tom Brady. With what with what Brock Purdy is doing with the 49ers right now, are we watching the beginnings of a Hall of Fame career? And that's the yeah. that's the question everybody's asking right now. And you know, like I said, even if he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, if you're the 49ers, you've played enough 
and you've done a good enough job that you're not paying him anything for right. quite a few years, you can go up and you can stock the rest of that that team with talent around yep. him and make him look better than he actually, you know, if he may, if he's not, sure. you know, the next uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, it makes the other players around him would make him look better and they can still win football right. games. I mean, especially with that defense right now, that defense is playing out of its mind. Oh, yeah. That's a, one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah, I think it's a really friendly place to get, play quarterback, too. That that entire offense is stacked. Their offensive line is very solid. And I think Kyle Shanahan is a top-five play caller in the NFL right now. I mean, obviously, you've got Andy Reid, and everybody knows what Sean McVay has done over his career. But, I, I've you know, Kyle Shanahan, since that Super Bowl run that he was on with the Falcons, uh, has had offenses every single year that have produced he's he ran a couple of plays in that game where i mean he did things that somebody pointed it out on twitter and i wish i could give him credit but he ran a play action with an outside zone to the boundary and ran a ran a wheel route into that action like and and nobody runs wheels uh off of play action or they run reels off of play action they never run play action (sighs) how do i want to word this i'm doing a very poor job of this. This is fantastic live radio. Nobody really runs that action with that route. Nobody runs uh, that route with that action. You yeah. know, it's just something that you don't see in football. So obviously no one really expects that. And then the 49ers just pull it out and it's a touchdown for them. And he did have one pass that was, you know, it ended up being a catch and everyone's like, oh my God, what a catch or what a, what a pass. It was a hospital ball. And he got very lucky uh, down toward the sideline. It made it drew his receiver in field when he should have led him further down the sideline. But I think Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback. Uh, I think that he's got a chance to, if he can continue playing like this, I think, yes, he is a Hall of Famer. Now, he started, what, six games now, one playoff game, something like that. So we're a long way off from calling him a Hall of Famer. But he's had a heck of a start, and he's a really interesting guy. And uh, I, I think that the second half adjustments that the 49ers made we're just incredible. I think that's a whale of a job from the coaching staff as much as anything else. 49ers getting set to play host to either the Cowboys or the Buccaneers. That's the last game that has to be decided in this week's playoff. One of those two teams will meet the 49ers next week. The Saturday night game, Chargers visited the Jaguars. Chargers got out to a 27-7 to lead featuring quite a few interceptions from Mr. Trevor Lawrence. But second half, the Jaguars stormed back. Chargers only scored three points in the second half. The Jaguars put up 13 in the third, 11 in the fourth, won 31 to 30. Trevor Lawrence finished the day with 28 for 47 for 288 yards, four touchdowns. Travis Etienne on the ground for the the Jaguars, 20 carries, 109 yards uh, for them. And then, of course, uh, Everett for the Chargers was the big standout for them. Six receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. But, yeah, big collapse down <laughs> Jacksonville. Uh, a, big co- uh, a, big, uh, a big collapse by the Chargers. Yeah. Um, a huge collapse, but then also a big, huge bounce back uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, and uh, listen to this. This is what's so crazy. This is the Jaguars' drive summary. All right? All right. Interception, interception, punt, interception, punt, interception, punt. That's how they started. Not positive. No. And then they go touchdown, 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 field goal. You talk about a tale of two halves. Yeah. And that's just they some you know, it, it you want it you'd look at that game, and you're like, well, Trevor Lawrence, you know. Maybe he was not ready for the moment just then. And then he turned it around and said, all right, 
you knocked me down i'm back up and here's you know four touchdowns right back at you yeah, yeah his bounce back is super impressive to watch and man the chargers who boy yeah <laughs> that's that's a mess that's a mess that they've got such a such a that's such a good team from a talent perspective but brandon staley has has just barely escaped death far too many times and it caught up to him tonight or uh this saturday week night. saturday night um and you know i i know you made the playoffs and usually it, it's tough to get fired after you make the playoffs as a head coach but I don't understand how the the Chargers can justify keeping him at this point for any for any other reason than, well, who are we going to go get? Which I think is a a weak excuse when you're coaching in the NFL. Uh, Sunday afternoon action. The first game of the day was a battle of the AFC East. The Bills took down the Dolphins 34-31. But as it was pointed out earlier, going into that game, it was a 13 point spread in favor of the Bills. Bills got out to a 14-point lead in the first quarter, and then uh, Dolphins started to come back after that 14-point lead in the first quarter. A lot of Twitter, a lot of social media said, well, here we go. Bills are going to you know, coast through this one. Skylar Thompson and the uh, Dolphins said, yeah, not, too, not so quick. They scored 17 in the second quarter, and then it was, uh, it was on. It was a fun game throughout. Uh, Josh Allen finished the day 23 of 39 for 352 yards and three touchdowns. Devin Singletary... 10 carries to 48 yards, and Stephon Diggs, seven receptions, 114 yards for the Bills in that one. Thoughts? Uh, just very surprising that that game was that close. I mean, playing in Buffalo. Uh, maybe Buffalo was overlooking. I don't know. Um, I mean, the Dolphins are they're okay, but, I mean, they're not that good. I mean, they're you know a 9-8 and eight team against a 13 and 3 team on the Buffalo Bills home turf. I I expected that I think most people expected that, that was going to be a blowout, but Dolphins defense uh did enough to to really keep that close and then the offense you know kept scoring those points. So I, very surprising, but I I I expect a Bills bounce back. Uh, the Bills are my team that I think is going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that was just a little minor hiccup in in their quest for the uh, title. Yeah, you know, I, I would like to point out most of Miami Miami's losses came when they didn't have Tua Tagovailoa. He was out with concussions, but Tua was out for this game. They started Skylar Thompson, the guy who was the quarterback for most of their losses. So a really inspired effort from Miami. I think uh, I expected that game to be a blowout. Um, I would have expected Buffalo to win even if Tua played uh, and. You know, Skylar Thompson, that crew, made a game of it. Certainly more than I expected them to, and that was certainly impressive. But I'm with Tom. I think I think the Bills and the 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl against each other, and uh, I, I expect Buffalo to bounce back a little bit. Staying in the Great White North, it was the New York Giants visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Daniel Jones had a day, and spoiler yeah, he alert, uh, he uh, he received some votes. For sports calls player of the week, I don't, you know, we, I don't think we've been done. We've done counting the totals, but he has received some votes, and we'll reveal that later on I, in I the don't week. Think I've sent mine in yet. Uh, I mean, that's why we're still counting the votes. We're waiting oh. on the. We're waiting on Alaska to get in. That's you. Well, I guess. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, a bit, bit of Auburn news before we continue with this. Um, Walker Kessler is currently in the middle of a 2020 game. He has 20 points and 20 rebounds. Oh, wow! First Jazz rookie ever to record a game like that. How about that? 
how about Walker Kessler? Um, go off, young man. Go off. Rookie for the uh, Utah Jazz. Got traded around several times before he made it to, j- to the, the Jazz, but here he is. Anyway, NFL uh, Giants, Daniel Jones had a big day, 24 of 35 for 301 yards, two touchdowns, also 17 carries for 78 yards. And then on the Viking side of things, TJ Hawkinson, 10 receptions for 129 yards, 31-24, Giants. Now four and four on the road this yeah. year. Uh, you know, a, a very close game uh, back and forth there, but uh, ultimately it comes down to the end. We, dis- we did discuss this briefly. Uh, the Giants have a chance to – put the game away and they throw a pass to former Auburn wide receiver Darius Slayton and he just flat drops it. Celebrated his birthday last week. Yeah. Um, Slayton just dropped it and I mean a bad enough drop that they showed him being you know kind of consoled I guess on the sideline and then of course as the cameras do they keep showing him sitting over there to get his reactions. It gives the Vikings a chance to uh, do something. The Giants defense steps up. They force a fourth and eight and then inexplicably Kirk Cousins decides to throw the checkdown route on a three-yard out route on fourth and eight. And again, A, you don't throw that. B, why are you even running a route, a three-yard route, when you've got to get eight? Like yeah. every, every single person that is eligible to catch a pass on that team needs to be at or beyond the sticks. You don't have a checkdown route on fourth and eight with the ball game on the line. That's dumb. The Vikings had that, and then even dumber, Kirk Cousins decided to throw the ball to the guy who was covered up. There's a defender there. Yeah, it, like, it was. You like you didn't even you did not even give your chance, self a chance to convert that fourth down. What what sucks about it, I think, Kirk Cousins had a uh, he had a pretty good game. Otherwise, all the talk about how how Kirk Cousins can't function unless it's noon on a Sunday where he's a pretty good quarterback, but anytime he gets in the national spotlight, he kind of crumbles. He played a pretty good game. He wasn't, you know, eye-popping, but he was a good quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, that, that particular decision, it didn't have to be made either. Like, it, you, he had time, and, you know, you've got one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. You've got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen downfield, down uh, who, you know, certainly weren't open, but they were about as open as the guy you ended up throwing it to. So, yeah, just, just a, a kind of baffling decision from a guy who's been a starter in the NFL for a long time. And then final game last night, the NFC or AFC North battle between the Ravens and the Bengals. This Te- game ruled. Tyler Huntley <laughs> for the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, 17-29 of 29 for 226 yards, two touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins also for the Ravens, 13 carries for 62 yards. Jamar Chase went off last night, nine receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. 24-17, Bengals top the Ravens and the Ravens had a chance on a Hail Mary at the very end of the game and it was tipped and the wide receiver like it it was a tough play I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame that wide receiver for not catching it off the tip he he gave it all he had and it was very very close but man what what a game that was um just just wild scenes man that that game was a lot better than I expected it to be you know Lamar Jackson I might have given the the Ravens a chance again teams with backup quarterbacks playing a lot better than I expected to in the first round of the playoffs. But I do think the better teams advance here. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be a really good quarterback for a very long time. So the game's set up next week in the divisional round. Jaguars visit the Chiefs. Chiefs sat this week as they're the number one seed uh, in the AFC. That's going to be a middle of the afternoon, three, uh, 2.30 
uh, or no, 3.30 start on NBC. Follow that up Saturday night. The Giants take on the Eagles. Big NFC East battle there. And then there's two games on Sunday. The Bengals and the Bills match up. We finally get to see that matchup after the uh, the tragic uh, collapse of uh, DeMar Hamlin in the first meeting. They did not make up that game. They'll meet up again this time. It's in Orchard Park up in New York. We'll see what happens there. And, of course, 49ers will host either the Cowboys or the Buccaneers. And that is a look at what happened over the weekend in the NFL. Let's head to our next break. When we come back, we're going to have our best and worst of the weekend. And, of course, I've still got two tickets to Auburn wins basketball on Sunday versus Ole Miss. 334-887-341. Locally toll free one 888 9 Call in right now. Claim those. They're yours. We'll be right back. need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you like do. do you like winning things? Love winning things. Yeah. Winning you, doesn't get old. Everybody likes winning things. Yeah, losing is for losers. That's right. Mm, well and right now our friends <laughs> our friends right here on the Tiger 95.9 are giving away a pair of general admission tickets to Shaky Knees Music Festival. Our morning show DJ Chandler. Our uh, midday afternoon DJ Tilly the Elder Emo giving those away. It's also on our socials. Check out the tiger.fm website for more information. Also, follow Instagram. What is our Instagram tag? Brant? For uh, Tiger. For, for Tiger, yeah. it is tiger underscore com, I That's believe. Right. Or tigercom underscore, one of those two. Go check them out. Go check out their the Instagrams, the website, and you'll get a chance, have a chance to win tickets to the Shaky Knees Music Festival. They're giving those away. Make sure you listen to their shows also during the day as they'll have more information on that giveaway. 334-887-34. Locally, you can also visit our website, thetiger.fm, for more information on That's that. That's right. Uh, so, as we do every single Monday, it is time for our best and worst of the weekend. Now, time for the best. Woohoo! And worst. No! 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 Of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend. We do it every single Monday. Tom, why don't you start us out? Uh, best was I of the weekend is I got to go bass fishing again. That's right. It's been it's it's been a while. Uh, through I don't have a boat of my own, so I have to rely on on my buddies. Uh, and unfortunately, th- there was a long span that both their boats were broken down at the same time. And then had a situation where uh, one of them would periodically ask me, "Hey, I'm gonna go fishing today," and I would have something dental appointment, mm. something. It's like you you keep asking me on the day that I have something. It's like every other day I'm good to go, but the day that you ask me, I can't. Here's my calendar. Pick any day. Yeah, exactly. So, I to be able to get out on the water, get and and just get out there, and yeah, I only caught one fish. Um, it, it was terrible conditions for bass fishing, but you still get out there and do it anyway. Um, it was nice. I, I very much enjoyed being able to get back out there, and 
See if I couldn't catch some. At Tom PV on Twitter, you posted a picture of the, the fish, didn't you? I did. I saw it on Twitter a minute ago. So at Big Tom fish. PV on Twitter, if you want to go check out the uh, the catch that Tom had, send it over to Major League Fishing. You yeah. responded with Major League Fishing. They ask how they ask how the they ask how everybody's fishing went this this weekend. You you and told them. Like, there you go. All right. Well, worst of the weekend. Um, man. We have not discussed. I would say this. I figured I waited till now because I figured we were going to get to. Yeah. this is what some some folks. Uh, you got his, you, I, I don't have his name and I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But uh, so there was an incident in downtown Tuscaloosa last night. Uh, yeah, last night or Saturday night. Saturday. Well, early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. So it was the night from Saturday into Sunday morning. I think it was around like one a.m. or yeah. something. Uh, on their strip, which is kind of their little main bar drag there, um, where everybody goes and parties. But uh, an incident happened, and there were shots fired, uh, and a young lady lost her life. And the person, one of the persons accused of taking this young lady's life, is an Alabama basketball player, or now former Alabama basketball player, as he is facing capital murder charges. Alabama forward Darius Miles. Darius Miles. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore, and he was he was a bench player, but he was a guy that played um, i would say he had just come off of injury right and then the day before saturday they they announced they ruled him said he's going to be done for this year with another ankle injury yeah so he had just gotten ruled out for this season but still a, a, a pretty good bench contributor sure uh and now obviously he's innocent until proven guilty but he has been arrested he has been charged uh with capital murder along with a second person uh i, I mean it's just sad i mean you you throw away your college career you throw away your playing career you throw away your life because you can't keep your emotions under control and, and that's all that was is you you had a firearm couldn't keep your uh, emotions under control and you use that firearm to needlessly take a life and that's that's going to be a worst of anybody's weekend our friends over at al.com we have some of their beat writers on every once in a while they've got a link uh on their website to a gofundme that is connected to the family of the, the young lady who lost her life. So I suggest uh, going over there, checking that out. Brant, your best and worst of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I want to speak on this for just a minute. Yeah, out, outside of sports, this is obviously a, just a mindless and stupid tragedy, and, it, and it's absolutely horrendous that somebody lost their life in this way. And uh, hopefully her family can find peace in some way and um, – you know Darius Miles, uh, if he did do this, and like Tom said, obviously innocent until proven guilty. But, um, you know, there, I I don't know how to say it. You know, it's tragic and it's awful and it's the worst thing that can can happen to somebody. But, um, my best of the weekend is going to be just the slate of playoff games we had. I expected a couple of clunkers uh, in the weekend, and we really didn't have any. You can argue that Seattle-San Francisco was kind of, and yes, in the second half it definitely was, but that was a close game up until middle of the third quarter, and San Francisco kind of scored all their points back-to-back, so that was a close game for most of it. Uh, But just an incredible weekend of playoff football um, from games that I did not expect to be that good. And then um, my worst of the weekend is going to be that the Chargers are rumored to be keeping Brandon Staley. They are most likely going to retain the man who just had – the worst playoff collapse maybe ever um, to a team that's not super good. Uh, I think the Jaguars are good. I don't think they're just world beaters, but 
Uh, you have a you have a team with as much talent as the Chargers do, uh, and to lose a game like that, that's going to be my worst of the weekend. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend. I didn't even really thought about this that much. Um, yeah, it's, it sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and I tried it, and I, there were several times this weekend that I was Think like, on your feet, Childress. There were several times this weekend that I was like, peru- like looking through, I'm like, I need to figure out a best and worst of the weekend. And I just never, you know, nothing jumped out. I'm going to say uh, Auburn basketball extending their home win streak in a tough game versus mm-hmm. Mississippi State. That's my best of the weekend. Um, yeah, then it wasn't pretty, but they got a win. Uh, my worst of the weekend is the other. Uh, sad news from the Southeastern Conference that happened over the weekend. This weekend, the Georgia football team celebrated their national championship game at home. They had the parade, went to the stadium, lifted the trophy up, said, you know, we went back to back and all this. Well, later that night, uh, tragically, uh, one of their offensive linemen, Devin Wilcock, and then one of their recruiting staffers, uh, Chandler oh, McCoy, yeah. Yeah. lost their lives in a in a car accident. Two other members of the football program were also in the car. They were sent to the hospital uh, I don't think I don't know if they've released an update on them, but they it did not sound like they had um, as bad of injuries. But the the two you know um, and we you've seen the outpouring of support on on social media from across the southeastern conference and across the nation uh, of those two, and it's just you know it, it's a sad situation uh, that they literally just celebrated that day winning another national championship on the football program, and then lives were cut short that night, and so that is that's my worst of. Uh, the weekend that sports calls best and worst of the weekend and on that we will head to our final break of the show when we come back we will uh wrap this thing up with the nightly tv guide one more chance for Auburn Lens basketball tickets right now 334-887-341 locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine call in they're yours right now Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Final segment of Sports Call on a Monday afternoon. Thanks for joining us here today. I've been Brooks Childress. I've been Tom Peavy. Brant. He's been tired, Brant. Tired, Brant. Tired, Brant. Exhausted, Brant. So dead right now, man. <laughs> this is. I, I had a. I had a pretty good first hour, but these last two have been just. They kind of just drag a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. It happens okay. sometimes. We're almost done. You're at. You got three minutes of talk time left to go. Three. Two. Once. Three minutes talk time left and you know what too is i'm gonna be doing most of the talking that's it's, true it's gonna be the nightly tv guy it's your segment it what well, I, I wouldn't say it's my segment you make it i ha- i do make it every single day um i've also been suspended from it with those were dark days <laughs> <clears throat> and that was listen i i was, deserved, you weren't suspended from it really i deserve to be suspended for at least a day because i did give false information i didn't give false information ghost ghostbusters was on that night it just wasn't the one that I that a lot of people thought it was going to be. I didn't yeah. specify which Ghostbusters yeah, it was. Fair enough. So I deserve a one day suspension. But again, I will just I will contend to the day I die. I didn't deserve three days of suspension. 
and I will stand on that rock. Anybody with me? Nope. Sure. Right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> oh, whatever. Sure, man. Yeah, thank I don't you. know. Thanks, whatever. Guys. Thanks, guys. Well, Phoenix and Memphis are playing on the television, and that is what I am concerned with. You know what? There's no what? false information tonight on this version of the Nightly TV Guide. That we know of. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide brought to you by friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Stop by to any one of your 17 local TK's convenience stores and pick up a variety pack of White Claw Hard Seltzer. Delicious, refreshing, great uh, great taste. I think it counts as delicious, uh, but it's a, you know, great time take it to a party Fantastic. grab it you want to a party anytime soon pick up an, uh, pick up sure a variety pack not. pick up a variety pack auburn basketball's got a big game coming up on wednesday night against lsu maybe you're having a watch party with some friends <laughs> maybe you'll need some drinks maybe, watching auburn play away from auburn arena or take, neville arena take a me. take a variety pack over there with them share with the friends <laughs> not take like a variety TV. pack to baton rouge yeah they'll love you they they like their libations down there. I don't know if I don't know if Baton Rouge is a white claw town. Well, you can make it a white claw town. Three That's t- fair. Uh, Nightly TV Guide tonight, starting off in the movie world, six oh one exactly at six oh one on Movie Max tonight. It's the Bourne Identity. You know, a Jason Bourne fan. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. That's all I know. For, I've never <laughs> seen any of the Bourne movies. I've just seen that one clip. Oh, it's so funny to me. Fun. It's a great. And I know you haven't seen this. I don't think you've seen this movie. Seven o'clock on TMC. It's Moneyball, starring Brad Pitt. You, you've never. You're. It, I'm correct in assuming that, right? You've never seen Moneyball. I've never seen Moneyball. No. I've seen. I you're have watched new... a lot of movies that I haven't seen recently uh-huh. or lately that I've been wanting to watch. Uh, namely, Knives Out and Glass Onion were the last two. At least you're attempting. I was about to say, you're the new JJ where you haven't watched movies, but like at least you're attempting. There, there are a ton of movies I have not watched, but I do at some point want to watch them. I just get around to like shorter form content more and often than not. Then 7 o'clock on Paramount tonight, starring John Travolta, it's Grease. Grease Lightning, go Grease, grease. Lightning. Go Grease Lightning. Tom, you're a Grease fan. I, I do like Grease. Okay. I am a fan. Excellent. I, wasn't, I, I didn't expect that answer. I thought you were going to say, oh, no, I don't like Grease. Oh, no. I, yeah, Tom, I, are you I, a musical guy? I am very much a musical guy. Are you nice. really? Yeah. Brooks and I, one time, it was just me and him on the show, and we had like a twenty I, minute, like a 30-minute discussion on just Broadway music. I'm learning new things about you, Tom. I didn't know you were a musical guy. Oh, dude. Phantom of the Opera, Les Miserables, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, Grease, Cats, Big Andrew Lloyd Webber, guy. Fiddler on the Roof. Wow, Cats is Cats is the most overrated show of all time, and that's my take. Oh, that man. is my take on Cats. I don't like Cats at all. Uh, college basketball action Love Andrew tonight. Lloyd Webber. ESPNU, Florida Atlantic, newly ranked Florida Atlantic at number twenty-four, takes on Western Kentucky, and then eight o'clock, Alcorn State visits Prairie View A and M, and then of course NFL playoff action tonight: Cowboys, Buccaneers, ESPN, ABC, ESPN two, basically every ESPN except for you. ESPN. They're going to have it on. That is Look at You're Not the TV Guy. Brought to you by friends who are at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Tom, thank yes. you for being here. Absolutely. Always enjoy it. We're going to have to have some more musical talk uh, at a later date. Brant, oh, thank no. you for being here. Thank you for having me. I've been Brooks Childress for Brant Daughtry, for Tom Peavy, for Mr. Ryan Boy, who is not here today, but we'll be back tomorrow. I've been Brooks Childress. Thank you for listening to Sports Call, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.